Today is Wednesday, August 16th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. All right, uh, let's talk about the Hawaii fires. Is it Hawaii? 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 Anyways, those fires, Hawaii fires going on, and, uh, you know, how much of this was, I don't know, get your tinfoil. I, at this point, it's not tinfoil, right? Like, in this point, like, where, where people in our history would be like, that's conspiracy, that's conspiracy. At this point, it's like, wait 10 minutes, and you're going to have, like, verifiable evidence that no one can deny. <laughs> it is crazy. Anyway, so, you know, was it a con job? Was it to get people out of their houses? Let's just, we have some people who regularly join, one of them who you talk to, who, who has family actually living in Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii. Anyway, living on Maui, um, on the island, so, you know, it's near and dear to his heart, uh, some of the stuff going on, so we, we talk about that for a while, then we talk about two, I think two Canadian residents who uh, verify from their standing point that um, the next problem coming is Canadians being priced out of their food, their house, their um, sustainability. Because inflation and government overspending and policies are absolutely out of control. So you hear a little, about the, a little bit about that. And then, oh, are you thinking, I thought this was supposed to be a biblical uh, podcast. Why are you always talking about politics? Well, we get biblical. And we talk about incest. A lot. <laughs> so what does uncovering Noah's you know, nakedness mean? And at what point did people realize incest was wrong? Was it before the law? Was it when the law said don't do it? Uh, we can speculate. And then we spend the rest of the day talking about uh, killing versus murder. Uh, justifiably making someone meet their end versus unjustifiably causing somebody's end of, of life. And then that gets into abortion, where we are still going, actually, as of this. So, you know, my, my time is done. I had to run. So if anyone misses this, you can check the full replay on the Clubhouse link in the description. And better yet, you can just join us live. The link to join is li- uh, in there. Join us live. Hear this as it happens. Anyways. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, Share these links. Check out the Ask a Christian store. Grab a t-shirt or coffee cup. Support the podcast. Support these civil conversations about Christianity, religion, what Christianity actually is versus what it definitely is not from a biblically accurate as best as we can humanly do perspective. That is our aim. That is our goal. First century church. Keep it there. Stay close to the cross. Uh, Good Lord. The world needs it more than ever. Um, So thanks for your support. And check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon. Free to read if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. Until next time. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. He's been living there for about five years. Is he, uh, is he, he's in Maui? Yes. Is he like in, uh, in Honolulu? Or is he like right in the area where the fire was? No, he's in a different part of the of Maui, a different part of the Maui Island where there's not, the fire's not there. The fire, the fire was in Lahaina, which is, I think, on the southern part of the island. He doesn't live on the southern part of the island. Have you had a chance to talk to him a lot or just to make sure he's okay and safe and all that? Uh, he he uh, FaceTimed me a couple of days after I had uh, posted on the uh, Discord. Um, he, he's fine. Has he said anything else? Like I've been like, I didn't hear anything about it. Cause I guess my head was in the sand and then I started, you know, like kind of 
I mean, you know, it, it, I just have a couple like news fa- news feeds and like I watch the TV like while I'm cooking and like that's that's how I usually get my get my news is in my downtime, you know, because because that's a fun way to torture myself. But, you know, it's like I started hearing about all the fires and survivors and like the, the main stuff you hear. And then I started listening to some of these other podcasts that I listen to. And it's like got all this um, they like curated all these clips of like Instagram videos and like Facebook stuff from like, I guess, like residents in the area. And they're saying all kinds of shady stuff. And I, I don't know. I was just wondering if you had any chance to talk to him about that. Like people were saying like firefighters were there and they were like, you know, fighting fires and soaking the buildings and doing a good job. And then like all of a sudden, oops, they lost water power and like the water somehow stopped coming out of their hoses. Yeah. And like cops were trying to like block roads. So like residents, they're like, oh, we're blocking this road because of the fire. They're like, bro, the fire's behind us. We're trying to get through you to get safe. And they're like, no, no, I'm just following orders, sir. And anyway, people are like, it seems like the locals are like freaking out hardcore about this. And uh, anyways, yeah, I wondered if you had No, any. I haven't talked to my son about that. He, he doesn't, look, my son is like, he's a, like oblivious to all of this. Like he knows the fires are, he knows the fires are going on. And I asked him, where were you? Because I was con- trying to contact you. He's like, oh, I went fishing. <laughs> and I'm like, fishing? Yeah, but we couldn't catch anything because the water was too choppy. It was too much wind. I said, did you know there's a hurricane out there? He's like, oh no, I didn't know. So he doesn't even watch. He don't even watch the news. But all that stuff about the, um, the, the what you're telling me now, I've seen that in the news news reports about them running out of water. And I think one of the reasons they don't they weren't letting people back in is because they're afraid now of um, like um, toxic toxic um, the ground might be toxic stuff like that. Yeah, like apparently this one guy was saying it wasn't like they were trying to get back in. Like the fire was raging and they were trying to get out. <laughs> um, but I mean, man, it's just crazy, crazy coincidences, right? And like all I have is like all these like, you know, reportedly local people on their Instagrams and stuff like that. And then, you know, like the major news cameras, which, by the way, like apparently there was only like one media group. Like, I guess some reporter from Fox was like the only media because like the island says like um, it's a media blackout zone. Like they're not allowing media in, you know, for some reason. But I guess this one like low ranking guy from uh, from Fox was able to get in there because he owns a house in that area, um, which was like, well, must be nice to be able to work for a company and own a house in Hawaii. Um, but anyways, apparently, so like the only like real media that's able to get on the ground is this one guy because they own property and like no other official media is like allowed in that area or something. I don't know if it's changed now, but um you know, I'm sure they say because of safety or something like that, even though people like, go to war zones routinely and like, you know, they report on Ukraine with bombs dropping off. But, you know, safety. Um, but it's, it's it's really a lot of like interesting coincidences. Right. So, I'm just, I mean, I'm just trust but verify. Right. And we can only verify so much. And, you know, it's on the other side of the world. So how much can I really do? So I just kind of like take everything and listen to it. And I'm like, OK, well, there was a fire. That seems pretty indisputable. Uh, but then what are the motivations? Was it people taking advantage to like land grab because these people wouldn't sell their homes forever? Um, you know, the natives and, uh, you know, they are like, oh, really high winds. All right. Well, let's oops, accidentally have a fire start. And uh, now we can we could buy up all this land for cheap. Um, you know, so who, so who knows the actual reasons? You know, and then apparently I, they're trying to. You know, yeah. I actually I actually thought about those things. I'm like, what if this was intentional? Did, did you know that Oprah has like. A gazillion acres over there. She buys all kinds of land over there. 
Yeah, and she said <laughs> that was funny. You mentioned that because there was a clip of Oprah saying she was going to make a sizable donation once the once the dust cleared and everything got settled down. And and she specifically said something that caught my ear. She's like, uh, you know, I'll have to see it. I'm going to make a big donation, right? Sounds good. But then she's like, I'll have to see like something about like what what group is going to be best to donate to. And I'm like. I wonder if it's going to be like a real estate group just, you know, by any chance or like a corporate conglomerate that's like coming in to like give aid, but at the same time, like buying up tons of land for pennies on the dollar. That'll just be interesting to watch. Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, other people are saying like how they're, um, and again, this is just Instagram stuff, right? So anyone can like, I don't know, Google or, or you know, hashtag fires. Um, so I mean, it's just random people um, who had their houses burned up. And they're saying, like, you know, how uh, Maui, I guess, just passed laws, or, or maybe the whole state, I don't know, the city, whatever, the island, the city, the state, whatever. But they said how they wanted to make Maui, like, the first 15-minute island. <laughs> so instead of a 15-minute city, they wanted to make it a 15-minute island, and they wanted to have it all governed by, like, AI and all this stuff. And, like, I, I don't know, like, they had lots of plans, but it, it, they couldn't get the land needed. So I'm like, man, you've got, like, 20 coincidences all lining up. So it's like, did they just take advantage of a fire? Or, you know, they probably didn't. I, I don't know, man. There's just a lot of crazy stuff. Steph, did the conspiracy uh, theories tickle your ears? Uh, I mean, it it skipped when I came up. Did the conspiracy what? Conspiracy theory talk uh, tickle your ears? When? You know how people say if you're, they're thinking about you or talking about your your nose itch or something or oh, your you're nose itches or something. Sorry, I was so uh, preoccupied with this. Oh, with this epic own that Bubby just did in another room, and no one else appreciated it. But I saw Bubby. I saw what you did there, and it was great. Well, we'll talk about Bubby's epic own in just a second. But yeah, we were going over the Hawaii thing, and like you know, whether people took yeah. advantage of a bad situation or people had That's a hand cool. in causing a bad situation so they could take advantage of it. And uh, it seems like if you hear the you know like the the, the major news outlets that you're going to get, you know. Oops, bad fire, climate change. But if you hear all the locals, like by the hundreds on their Instagrams, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of fishy stuff going on. Anyway, what? Like what? O Oprah caused the fire. That's what it is. Not exactly that, but yeah, you're just gonna have to re do the replay. <laughs> um, in short, like you know, okay, ah, fine. I guess I'll do it again. All right, redundancy. If people hear something, I mean, you know, it's less bad than like you know, Yaju or Hebrew Israelite stuff. So I guess they can hear this twice. Okay, in short, uh, you know, there's a fire. Fire bad. Uh, high winds. So did a fire accidentally start because of climate change? Um, and now bad people are just coming in, buying up, trying to buy up the land, offering, uh, you know, offering to buy stuff that they previously couldn't get because the locals would never sell their homes, their lands, been in their families for generations and generations. Um, or did people be like, oh, well, here we go, uh, because apparently the locals are saying, like, you know, Maui has made claims that they want to be the first 15-minute island. They want to be, like, you know, governed by AI. They want to be a smart island. They want to be all this stuff. And uh, one of the things that was preventing it was, like, too many individual people own the land. So um, as they were putting out the fires, like, a lot of the big conglomerate, like, you know, corporate stuff – uh, magically got enough water to get soaked and, you know, it's okay. But when it came to the private people's houses, the firefighters are out there doing their job and then, oops, water cut off somehow. Um, and, and stuff like that. Like just a bunch of weird coincidences. Like, oh, you mean you, you, you've hosed down the Wyndham Resort, but, you know, Ma and Pa's store over here, you, your water just magically vanishes and cuts off. Um, and then they're like not letting people to get out or, or, you know, do all this other stuff. They're like blocking off what would be the escape routes and they're preventing people from going down the escape routes, which is like opposite of what you'd think. They would prevent people from going into danger, but not from getting away from it. Um, so just all kinds of weird stuff. They're not letting media in. So like the only information people are getting 
is, is like uh, Instagrams from the local people, which is the best sports. I mean, you know, feet on the ground. Um, and they're, they're saying like that. And they're saying like, you know, their homes haven't even been gone like, you know, 24 hours at the time. And they're getting like realtors and, and industries and people like calling them, offering money to buy up their houses for like pennies on the dollar. So they're like, man, there's just so much crazy stuff here that it's getting increasingly harder and harder to think that just, you know, the climate was mad, at, you know, humans being bad. So lightning struck some stuff. It's much more likely to think people went out with gas cans and took advantage of the high winds and maybe some of their handlers kind of like in, in Canada. And, you know, there's like thousands of people arrested now for like the Canadian fires. Remember that was Alberta or wherever Toronto is, like all these fires. Um, and people are like, you know, it's space lasers, it's climate change and the earth is mad at you and stuff like that. Uh, but what really happened now is lots of people got arrested for arson. Um, kind of like, you know, when Antifa like riots and like magically pallets of bricks just show up in the middle of nowhere. So that, that it sounds crazy, right? But it's like, at what point do you start entertaining these ideas? Because so many things are lining up. It's like, okay, did people take advantage? And they're like, okay, you're a crackhead. You get some free meth. Um, it doesn't matter. You don't need to know anything. All you need to do is here's a road flare, go out and set it and just drop it in a field. Um, and great. Now we can have all these things people have been talking about um, because Mother Earth is mad. Anyway, that's what we were talking about, Steph. And uh, Jesus loves you. Okay, that is absolutely wild. I have no idea what to do with all that. Probably digest that for a bit and tell us about Bubby's self or Bubby's um whatever he did owned something owned someone. Bubby, are all you right, owning I'm dealing people with again? Eggs. Bubby, you gotta tell you can tell us. I mean, I, I got more conspiracy stuff. You want more? All right. I guess he's practicing his cello or something. So the next thing, <laughs> you know, it's like how we say in the Bible, like, look at Revelation. If people want, like, proof of God and, like, proof of prophecies, like, in their face that they can't deny, which they will anyway. But I'm like, look, bro, just read Revelation. Turn to Revelation. Look at all that stuff. If you see this stuff happening, there's going to be a point when you're like, okay, it is not a coincidence anymore. We can't ignore this any longer. I guess the Christians are right and, you know, hope it's not too late for you. So um, anyway, to a much lesser secular thing, um, also, if you like read enough about the Hawaii Instagram stuff, uh, you'll start seeing Canadians pop up. Um, and a lot of them are freaking out. So I wish Michael was here. I guess we'll have to remember to ask him next week or any other. Oh, Chris Claus. Oh, Chris Claus. You're in Canada. If you could talk, I, I would love to know if you know anything about this, but um, <clears throat> another <clears throat> another consolidation of clips from apparently, unless you believe they're aliens or actors or something like that, another uh, conglomeration of uh, Instagram feeds is Canadians who are just freaking out about the cost of living crushing them. And it goes from weepy, sad to vulgar and angry and very, very furious saying like how they're basically working. They don't have any money. They don't even have enough. They, they don't even make enough money because I, I guess the government's taking it. I don't know the reasons, but, uh, or inflation. Like I, I don't really know that. I didn't watch too many of them, but it seems like, you know, I watched at least like 10 people and they're like, yeah, this is like a new epidemic on Instagram of Canadians freaking out about the cost of everything and how they're being priced out of their own country and cities and they can't You're pay. Right. So, so is that, is that true or is that half? Okay. So if you, if you want to uh, start out from the other side, so, so be as generous to the other side, like no Canada's great. We have plenty of money. Be, be as generous to that side as you can to, to be fair and 
then tell us what you really think. So if you wanted to be super generous and super liberal and Trudeau's amazing, Trudeau, Trudeau, God, I keep messing up his name, that guy, um, you know, Castro's love child. Um, if you wanted to be that generous, would you say, oh, no, I can't be generous, it's awful, or eh, it's not as bad as they say, or so what would be the most generous version of that first? I'm going to be as I'm going to try to be as uh, nice as possible to the other side. Yeah. And but I really can't be. Oh, okay. but but I really can't be. OK, um, so I guess uh, the government's trying to get their money back uh, from the money that they put out in covid because of our debt being so low uh, right now to rent a house, um, a three bedroom apartment in a really small town, you're looking at about $2,500 to $3,000 just just for that. There's no wiggle room or anything upon that. Um, I'm just going to put it into perspective. If I go to work, I make $3,000 a month. And that's what they want for rent. And it's not even... major cities like New York equivalents like Toronto or like little places? I, I'm in, uh, I, I've got my address. I'm in a place called Quinney West. I'm in a place called Trenton. I'm in a place that has about 20,000 people in the, in the little village town, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, I was looking for my daughter. She wanted to move. She's 26. She wanted her and her husband were looking for a place to live down in our area. So I was looking for apartments, three bedroom apartments, and that's what I found. It was anywhere from twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars a month, and that's not all inclusive. That's only your rent. You still have to pay the hydro, the water, and everything else to go with it. Now that's just a house. Right now we're paying a dollar eighty one in gas. That's each liter. There's four liters, almost four liters, in a gallon. So multiply that number by four, and that's what we're paying for a gallon. If I want to, uh, it, it's brutal. It's it's disgustingly expensive up here, and I'm I'm so happy that God is good to the people that love Him. Like God's been good to me, so that I'm in a position where I'm just okay. I can just keep going on and I can do what I'm doing with the ministry and things to that nature. So I'm okay, but it's still hard, right? It's our government's got to go. And so, and so you would say most of the people on like that, that side agree with what you said and agree with the reasons and how is it like, how, how is it the government trying to get money back? Like, are the, is the government specifically doing this or would it be yes. like because the government's putting pressure on landlords, like they're they're voluntarily raising the rents, or the government's just no, like no the, tax on everyone? It's the taxes that they're putting on everyone, and we have the new we have the carbon tax as well. How much is that? I would have to take a look for you. I'm just driving right now. Uh, give me about twenty minutes when I get to my spot. I'll let you know. And so, would you say this is like the the next big, the next big thing that's, um, I don't know, people are going to start figuring out because it seems like. Yes, don't let Biden. To... You guys in the United States need to keep Biden and that group out of office, because if not, they're going to turn the United States into Canada. 
Well, I mean, I think a lot of people agree with you. Um, <clears throat> I, th I think even a lot of people that, quote, voted for him <laughs> agree with you uh, then and now. Anyone anyone catch that? But um. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Nate, and the proper uh, pronunciation of the prime minister here in Canada is true dumb because the guy's dumber than a stump. No, it's actually Trudeau, but we call him true dumb. Well, this is fun. <laughs> I, you know, I've been thinking, I'm like, you know, let's just talk about the, the gospel more and more. And then I don't know if it's like temptations that I'm susceptible to, but I just like right before I start, I listen to these podcasts and they're like, oh, this, oh, this. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, got to talk about this. Got to talk about this. This is crazy. This is crazy. Anyway, so uh, either that's, um, I don't know, people need to hear that and like pay attention and be like, oh, I guess this is what's coming. And I, I, I don't know. Because, I mean, you can see how, like, dude, like some of the clips I saw of these people on Instagram um, from, from Canada, I mean, it was like, if you want the best way to usher in the mark of the beast, this is it. And people like, you know, have often like theorized, like, how will that look? And it's like, oh, we can't afford bread. We can't afford this. And, and uh, you know, it's all. And they're like, oh, you're being overdramatic. Oh, you can always get bread, blah, blah, blah. And like, literally, women are crying on Instagram saying, I, I can't afford milk. I can't afford formula. I can't afford bread. Like, I can't afford the basic stuff. Like, people act like, oh, you just need to go to Starbucks less. It's like, I haven't been to Starbucks in three years. It's like, no, I can't afford basics and they're like you know breaking down in tears sobbing it's like wow how easy would it be for you know some evil overlord <clears throat> antichrist or something like that the system even um to come in and be like okay here's your basic universal income for being a citizen of the world there are no illegal people here you go just uh have this card and uh you know th this will be linked to you blah 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 biogenetically however and there you go. All you got to do is just, you know, not go against us, not speak about us publicly, not spread, quote, misinformation. And, uh, you know, every month you're going to get this, you're going to get bread, you're going to get food, you're going to get everything you need. How many people, like, based on this, which is like the precursor, would just be like, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that. And, like, not even know anything about what we talk about all the time, what the Bible says, just the general state of things, like Felix's kid that is, like, going fishing during a hurricane because he doesn't even pay attention to know that that much is happening. Forget the fires. Um, but I mean, fishing in a hurricane. So it's like, I don't know, I guess maybe this does tie into like Bible stuff. So imagine if things like get a little bit worse than that or like 10% worse than it is now. Like it's madness. All right, let's try one more time. Steph, Bubby, you want, oh, go ahead, Chris. No, the only thing I was going to say, Nate, is it is disgusting because uh, people that make under $23 an hour in Ontario, Canada, don't have enough money to buy their normal food. I'll put it that way. You need to make at least $23 an hour here in Ontario, Canada to be able to feed your family. That is insane. Well, that's what happens when you have social programs that are so wildly expensive that the taxes increase all around on everything. And it starts with housing. So when you tax property investors higher on property taxes, then the rent is going to go up. And when the rent goes up, the guy who owns the grocery store has to increase blah, 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 blah. This is why you don't do this. And this all started from the minimum wage increase that they brought in four years ago. 
four years ago, they thought it would be a good idea to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour or $16 an hour here in Ontario. They actually had to stop it at 15 because when they raised it to 15, they realized that everybody else started raising their stuff too. The taxes got raised. So since then, like I, three years ago, I could have bought a house for $350,000. Right now, that same house is $680,000. That's how much we've went up in the last oh three years. I mean, it is, it is staggering, right? No matter which side you're on, it's just like, look, these people are incredibly stupid and bad at economics, or uh, they're outright evil and are doing this intentionally. Neither of those positions is flattering. I mean, you know, one is more forgivable, I guess, to a point. But neither of those is a good thing. Like, great, you're stupid or evil or both. Um, yeah, but, you know, whenever, um, whenever there's like the push for, I don't know what the federal minimum wage is now. I, I know they tried to make it 15. I don't think that passed. But anyways, because of that whole push, like everyone like seemingly voluntarily kind of raised their minimum wage pretty much uh, to 15 bucks an hour. I mean, maybe not everywhere, but at least, uh, you know, like fast food restaurants. I think pretty much everywhere around me, it's like minimum is 15 and they're advertising like, you know, 17 to 18 to work like midnight shift and weekends and stuff like that. So voluntarily or not, the point is the minimum wage is going up. And do you remember? It's like, goodness, the other side, um, which, you know, you know, I somewhat ambivalent. I'm just like, no, private companies shouldn't be forced to do anything. They let them do what they want. Kind of that freedom, not like, no, screw the little people, give them less. I'm like, whatever the market dictates, so let the market dictate. Anyway, but remember how <laughs> the other people um, who are like, no, no, we need to give them a living wage and blah, blah, blah. And we need to make it $15. Everyone needs to live. You guys are heartless if you don't think with that. And we're like, well, we're not heartless. We just know what's going to happen. And as if we were profits, um, now all those people who push for $15 minimum wage, you know, to have a sustainable living, well, all those people they're advocating for, they no longer have $10 an hour because they no longer have jobs. So like every time I go to, to a McDonald's or really McDonald's, because they have all the video kiosks. So you work up, you walk up there now, and instead of three employees happy and smiling and ready to take your order, uh, you have three computers that you have to touch and order. And uh, there's barely a drive-through attendant now because you're told like sometimes like, oh, you must use our app to continue. So you have to like download like an, an app and like instead of using a drive-in like, hello, may I take your order? You punch it in on your app and order that way. So there's like three, I, mean, I don't know, if there used to be like a staff of like eight or 10 people, there's like a staff of like three. If you go to the Wendy's, <laughs> sounds like you eat fast food all the time. I really don't. But um, if you go to our Wendy's, there are, swear, swear uh, as far as I know, two employees. They, they, for the last year, they've had their, their dining room completely closed. You cannot get into their dining room for two years um, or ever since, whenever COVID was, however, however long that was. When they shut down for COVID, they never reopened their dining room. So anyways, uh, there's like two employees every single time I go there, which is about once a month, and it's still the same. There's like one cook and one drive-through attendant, and that's just how it is. I'm like, what? Are you ever going to open your dining room? They're like, oh, we just, you know, can't get employees either because they're not offering what people think they need to deserve, or people are making so much money still uh, through social programs that they're like, no, I make more money by sitting at home. But anyway, so that's what your, you know, 15 bucks an hour did. Um, it priced employees out and gave rise to the robot machines. Well, and also, in addition to the impact that it's had on jobs, I mean, most McDonald's are not corporately owned. They're franchised, right? So in my town, we have a little McDonald's, and the guy who owns it, who's the franchise owner, doesn't live far away from here. I mean, I never see him at, like, school functions or anything, but we know who he is. He's, like, a local dude, right? And it's, like, 
two years ago at my McDonald's, it was, you know, to feed a family of four, it was going to be like 18 bucks for two Happy Meals and two like adult combo meals or whatever. And now it's 30 because they have to pay these people. Like, so, and who, again, who does that impact? Who does that impact? That impacts low income folks who tend to rely on places like that for, you know, either it's like working moms who are doing a quick night out meal or, you know, people who don't have access to grocery stores and what we call like food deserts now where there just isn't enough. So or, it's always or dads when the wife is working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, regardless of income. But these decisions like always impact low income people first. Um, and that's why like, oh, yeah, it seems like such a great idea to raise minimum wage. And it does, you know, minimum wage should keep up with inflation. But the reality is also that it's like a part time job at McDonald's is not designed for a family of five to live on. Like that's that's part of it. Right. So putting that at fifteen dollars an hour is not going to help. It's going to make the food more expensive. It's going to make the franchise owner go under. It's going to make him fire. It's just you don't regulate this kind of thing that much. You keep up with inflation. You don't like try to, you know, architect a situation where McDonald's is now a full time career for 40 years. You know, I saw an excellent video to that point. Gosh, I, I, I mean, I have to look like I this I, I need to share this link. I, I just saw it yesterday afternoon, but it was a great little summarization of this plight. Um, but first, it, yeah, it's just like, you know, every time something like this happens, it hurts the lower class first. The people who the other side drinking their Starbucks $9 lattes are saying they're advocates for, but they're not. Either, again, they're selfish and evil or they're dumb and probably still selfish because the, low, the lowest class people, where do they typically eat the cheapest places? Where traditionally are those? The fast food, McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, Burger King, <laughs> all the places I eat. Anyway, <clears throat> but – so what that's done, like everywhere is increased, but the fast food has, the prices have increased the most. So that means like now, just like in the last couple of weeks, I, I noticed this observation firsthand. Uh, I, we wanted to go to Taco Bell, right? I'm like, and you look at the combos, these combos, they may as well come like dipped in gold. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, do you remember not so long ago, like a combo mill, like one of the cheaper combos is like five, six bucks. They're like nine and $10. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? So I'm like, we haven't eaten a combo. That's like the rich man's game. Like we haven't had combos in forever. So like whenever we go, you know, we would just like get items from the dollar menu and be like, water, please. Thanks. Um, so we would just get like the dollar menu. Now that dollar menu is like a dollar and a half to like, <clears throat> depending where you go, it's like a dollar and a half to two and a half dollar menu. I'm like, oh, geez. So anyways, <clears throat> we got what used to be known as the dollar menu, the cheapest items. It was like me and my two kids. And I'm like, all right, guys, uh, promise we don't eat fast food all the time. But anyways, so uh, I'm like, what do you guys want? They're like, just a couple tacos. So I got them a couple tacos each. So it's like, you know, four soft tacos. It's like the cheapest thing on the menu. And I got myself a couple bean burritos because, um, you know, vegan. Anyway, so it was 20 bucks. I'm like, are you? I'm like, what did I order? I'm like, geez, for like six of the cheapest food items, it was like eighteen ninety six. It was like almost twenty dollars. I'm like, this is insane. And uh, anyway, I'm like, so when my whole family eats there, and you know, my my wife uh, got got rich person's blood, uh, she will sometimes get a combo. So by the time we do that, you know, she gets her drink and everything, it's like forty dollars. I'm like, this is the same price as if we went to like you know Applebee's and got like the cheapest of their yep. menus. 
Like it's almost the same. So what that's done, and, and you know, the other restaurants will take a wait staff. I think they're not able to. They are able to not increase their food prices so much because they never pay their. They always are able to pay their waiters, uh, their wait staff less than minimum wage because you know tips. So I think that's how these people who would be like more middle class are able to not um, not raise their prices as much. Which all that means is exactly your point, Steph. How the little guy, the like lower class people, get absolutely screwed because now they could never go to Applebee's, but they're paying the prices at McDonald's. They might as well go to Applebee's now. It's crazy. Well, but and in the New thing York, I talk about, yeah. wait staff in New York now, we had this past where wait staff in the past to be paid a minimum wage. So now you've got people like me who are in, like, like waiters make more money now at certain restaurants because they're making 15 an hour plus tips. But then it also makes it so that people are tipping less, right? But then when I was a server, it was like, you know, you could claim the, t- you, you could claim the tips or not. Right now, it's just another move to like regulate. So now people know that servers are making 15 bucks an hour here. And so they're like not tipping anymore. And so the servers overall are making less. But some restaurants are that are like nice restaurants, they'll still get tipped. It's just like one fiddling with all this stuff, it messes everything up. And my conspiracy hat goes on because what it does is it makes people who may not be aware of the larger picture all happy. Oh, yeah, erase my student. That's going to be great. Get rid of my student debt. I'm going to vote for We've got a whole bunch of 20 and 30-somethings voting a certain way, right? Or increase my minimum wage because it's hard. And then 10 years later, or even less, two years later when we see all this fun, like, why is McDonald's now unaffordable? Why is the banana now $3? You know, I live in a little town so that we have a local grocery store. We have one. We know the guy who owns the McDonald's. It's like we see all of this stuff happen when minimum wage went up. And another big thing was like when they started making employers provide health care for people who work over 28 hours a week. And then you see like a ton of people have to go down to part time or lose their jobs entirely because the little grocery store owner can't afford it. Who does this impact first? It's not impacting these like six figure people. Like, honestly, I have a really great high paying job and I'm an independent contractor, but it didn't impact me. But you know who it impacted was all my tenants who like no health insurance because they don't make enough. And now they have to have three part-time jobs because they can't have one full-time job because of the health care. And now the groceries are too expensive. And now the fast food is too expensive. It's like the people it always hits are my affordable housing people. And I see it in their lives. It just, it makes me so mad. It, uh. <laughs> I, I agree. Hey, hang on one second, bubs. Um, God, you're back. Um, and welcome rags. But the link I was talking about, you know, it was like a minute and a half summarization of just what we're talking about. And it was like, ultimately, they were saying like, you know, whatever it is, 545, whatever, 50, whatever the mem- members of Congress are, it was blaming them, right? Because ultimately, they are the lawmakers. So it was like making a great point because we want to like blame all these like subdiv- subdivisions and sub like uh, committees, like, you know, the Fed and all this other stuff. But it's like, well, no, it ultimately all falls back to the people in Congress because it's their del- it's their ability to regulate finances, money, inflation, all this stuff, but they've like delegated away their power to people to form all these other subcommittees. So it's like it's still ultimately their responsibility. So at the end of the day, it's like inflation as if they can't control it. They can't. There's things they can do. There's blockers they can put. So it's like by the time everything is said and done, the responsibility, not even the executive branch, right? I mean, you can get in the Supreme Court, Supreme Court and like executive orders they do that may or may not be illegal. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to the members of Congress, and if things are the way they are, it must be because they just want it that way. So like all the stock markets, all of Wall Street, all the stuff, 
and you see, like, you see they have, like, inside trader. It's clear as day. And you see, like, they, instead of, like, having Social Security when they retire, just like the regular plebs, uh, you know, they have, like, you know, super special uh, retirements and stuff like this. And, like, get amazing health care. So it's like if they – if things are the way they are, they must want it that way. Uh, yeah, what, Bubs? <clears throat> oh, yeah, I just wanted to tell Steph what the take was, at least, because I put in the chat that um, real lefties are anti-minimum wage, too. And it's more for the reason that labor unions have the ability to bargain for way more than 15 more effectively for their workers than a, than a non-labor union place do uh, would or just a flat 15 would. So we think that just having it be 15 just as a flat, having that there and not having a union there kind of just takes away the opportunity where they could have actually just bargained for more had they actually joined the group and had bargained for more with the company. So we take more of a stance of either no 15 because we can bargain for way more if we wanted to. And that's been evidenced by things such as uh, we've seen Amazon rates go up and that was because of the unions fighting against them. Uh, we have things uh, in other places where I'm pretty sure some unions have gotten it up to like 30 bucks an hour for them when the original was just 15 until they bargained against it, right? So I think that labor unions definitely have a lot more power than just having a flat 15. Like, well, yeah, well, yeah the flat 15 is cool. It's not bringing anybody out of their socioeconomic status, as we've seen. Socioeconomic mobility is not too high right now. So if anything, I would say... Having that perspective of the anti-minimum wage works in both ways, but both sides don't understand why the other one has come to that. Well, I guess you identify yourself as a real leftist, so if any good has been done here today, it's showing how uh, Christians of any political persuasion can still get along under the name of Jesus. But uh, my goodness, repent and believe the gospel. <laughs> Absolutely not. Mostly, but really. <laughs> um, oh, Rags left. I want to see what he had to say. All right, I think that's done. Are we are we done with the political stuff, or does anyone have yeah. a Jesus question? So, Steph. Oh, uh, how are you owning people? Steph was saying how you're owning people. Who did you? Oh own? yeah, that did happen. Steph, would you like to tell it as you remember it? Um. Well, first of all, okay. The title of that room was really confusing. It was terrible, so and they tried to correct them inside the chat. Okay, I, I couldn't understand, but then I saw Andrea modding, and so I was like, oh, maybe she does believe that, but the, okay, here it is. Can we know what happened? What was the title? Yes, it's it's going on right now. There's actually a lot of our people in there. Is that, can Christians, you receive a blessing if you have a name and a title? Nope. <laughs> oh. Christians have no need for the law. We are sinless. And right now, yeah, I know. So then Andrea is modding, and I was like, well, I didn't think she believed that, but I guess I could buy it. Like, I don't know. But then it turned out the mods were arguing against that position. I don't know. So then Bobby's engaging with this one dude who is arguing that he is sinless because he keeps the law. And then Bobby starts asking him about how he keeps the law. And I don't want to butcher it, but it was hilarious. Like this poor guy, he was not ready for you, Bobby. He was like, <laughs> I, you know, Bobby starts asking him, well, do you, what did you say? Do you celebrate the feast yeah, days so, in so Israel I, so I asked, I asked, I asked yeah. him, like my land of questioning went as such. I asked him first. Because this is always a fun little, like, two-piece I hit with an Israelite if they don't expect it, if they give the wrong answer to me. I'll always start off with, did Christ die for no reason, yes or no? Then they have to say, no, he didn't die for no reason. I'm like, all right, cool. Is righteousness through the law, yes or no? And then they'll, if they know my trick, they'll find a really stupid way to, like, 
pretty it up and fluff it up to make it sound like it's not yes, but it's going to be yes at the end of the day. Then I read them Galatians 2.21 about how if righteousness came through the law, then Christ died for no reason. But we didn't get to go to there because he wanted to fluff up his words. So from there on, I asked him, uh, let's read James 2. And then he's like, what about James 2? And I'm just like, where it says that if you've broken the law once, you've bro- you've been guilty of breaking the entire thing. Uh, how, how do you keep the law? How do, you, do you keep all the law? And then he's just like, I do, the, uh, I do it to the best of my ability. I'm just like, there's no to the best <laughs> of my ability in scripture. There's either you keep it or you don't, as we just read in James 2. For example... Do you keep the feast days? Do you have a Levitical priesthood that you can tithe to? Do you keep those? And he says, uh, what's it called? There's no Levitical priest, et cetera, et cetera, because our temple was destroyed. I'm just like, okay, then how do you keep the law? How, that doesn't make sense. You can't just pick and choose which laws to keep. It's either all or none, bro. And then from there on, he goes, um, he goes, well, what, what was Daniel a sinner? Oh, what was Daniel a sinner? And I go, Oops yes was that supposed to be like a gotcha or something right he was like, so yes. horrified when you said daniel was a sinner he's just like what what like that's news to <laughs> he started saying what and then he's just like you know what i gotta go poor fella was daniel a sinner yes since when was this a problem with my theology <laughs> yeah my favorite was he was like well i'm doing the best i can man just like daniel was daniel, just like daniel. a sinner yeah, he's like, I'm doing the best I can, just like Daniel. Was uh, was Daniel a sinner? Yes. This and so are you. <laughs> you gave him, like, to, this full want... two-second pause, and then you just went, yes. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe the question I just heard. I didn't know that somebody would, like, ever actually ask me that. They were just like, was Daniel a sinner? I just had to, like, sit for two seconds, unmuted, just to be like, did he really just ask me this? And be like, yes, I don't know what you're on about but yes he was poor uh... hey uh shout out to darren in the audience darren i haven't seen you in a while hope you're doing well i don't know if you're at work shout out to mg my british sister wow hey hey hi how's it been going Going well, been busy. Uh, I'm on the app. I just don't, I usually, my schedules has changed. I'm not up very early like I used to be. So, yeah. Well, good to hey, see who you. Wants a, who wants a theological quagmire to answer? Oh, yeah, let's do it. All right. Not you, Google. Stop listening to me. You hear that? It's tr- oh, my God. Hey, Google. It's stop. always stop. listening, Nate. If you think it's oh, not listening, gosh. you're not. I know. Why do I still have these? Oh, I'm trading convenience for... Anyways, okay. Um, at what point did people know in the Bible incest was wrong? A couple parameters. Oh, so gosh. the law the law says incest is wrong. And uh, there was a time before the law. So, you know, when Adam and Eve, like, you know, brothers, sisters, like, it's commonly understood. You could say um, this is one predominant viewpoint that, you know, siblings hooked up or whatever and furthered the human race. Uh, so there's a time between that, if you take that approach, which most people would, um, that there is some incestuous stuff going on, technically. Um, and then you get the law that says, no, no, that's bad. Stop doing that. There is a gap in there. So some people will say, like, uh, you know, whenever whenever um, Lot's daughters, like that was incest, they knew that was wrong. They'll say, no, the law didn't tell them it was wrong. But there's also when Noah was naked and drunk and his sons, like, you know, uncovered their father's nakedness, which is a really weird wording, but they saw the guy naked. So they would have had some sense that like, 
you know, family members or parents or at least something like that to like hang out and see him naked walking around is a bad thing. So that's my question. Wait, wait, wait. At what point? Uncovered his nakedness doesn't mean literally, doesn't that mean that they saw him with his wife? It means, it's my understanding. It means they, they actually pursued his wife or am I incorrect? Oh yeah. No, that's it. That uncovering his, it's like, here comes Abba to educate us on that phrase at least. So for the question on the incest really quick, at least for that, it's, important to make a distinction of when it became quote-unquote wrong because from the beginning prior to the law being given it was a necessity for it to happen for the actual population to expand like that was the only reason why it was happening most cases today usually involves a powerless victim or somebody like prepubescent right but when you look at someone like Cain and his wife the whole uh the uh, or the goal between Abraham and Sarah's marriage to create a family etc cetera, etc cetera, or none of this was perverse or anything it was literally just to create human beings because there's literally nobody else on the planet but them at the time that could have reproduced to make those people so uh from that point that's that would have been, I guess, a it is what it is kind of has to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> but as soon yeah, as no, the but... law comes into place, it's not needed anymore to, quote unquote, just reproduce the population. Therefore, bye bye. That's not happening. no more. Right. And so, Abba, uh, the questions for you, <laughs> I don't know if you're here for all of that, but basically. So if there's some ethereal time, unless you're going to tell us an exact date, which, you know, the law would be like, that's that's bad now. Don't do that anymore. So um, was there a specific time before the law? that people would have generally understood incest as bad, like when they're like, oh, we have enough people, we don't need to do this anymore, um, we have a diversity, whatever, or was it maybe frowned upon um, and technically only became bad when the law said, no, don't do that? Um, but the first question, what does it mean when it says, like, looks on someone's nakedness or uncovered someone's nakedness? Does that mean, like, sex or just seeing the dude, like, walk around like in a gym? What, what does that phrase actually mean? And what uh, it means sex. It means <clears throat> sex. And I know that it means sex because it's the same word in the story of Noah that's used in the list of sexual prohibitions in Leviticus. The list of sexual prohibitions in Leviticus means sex. And then so in Noah, when it said like uh, his like son like found him drunk, like like naked in a field, didn't it say something like looked on his father's nakedness or uncovered? Like didn't it use wording? And surely his son wasn't raping his dad. So, I mean, do I have yeah. – no, was no, it no, different no. wording? no. No, I think the implication there, there, there is a, there is a coherent implication there, that it means rape. Oh, so you think? Wow, so you I, take that story of Noah to mean like the dude was actually like doing his drunk dad? No. Yeah, because uh, look, if that's not, excuse me, that's not a, um, it's not the, requ- it's not a required reading. Right. But the problem with that story, right, the problem with doing that is that um, is that it's disrespectful for the for the son to interact with the parent in that way. And it uses the word their nakedness. So whatever happened, right, the the violation was non-honoring of one's parents and that's why and that's why the other two sons who do the right thing and cover up their father are doing the respectful thing they are saving the father from shame 
Okay. Moreover, the Hebrew word can connote a sexual act. Not necessarily, but it can. So it is a plausible reading to say that he tried to rape his father. I okay, it sounded sound like he <laughs> saw the parents in. Oh, Steph, is that dogs you have too on top? Oh, of that's kids my feeding? child. Is oh. there any word? Is there any world in which it's he saw the parents together, not that he went after the father? Well, it wouldn't say that. I didn't catch that. Sorry, so what I heard in the chat when it said that he uncovered his father's nakedness, it meant that he saw his parents together, not that he went after, like, whether there's he no, saw the parents together no he pursued the mother. Way. No, there's no plausible way in the text to understand it that way. Okay, so, um, and it sounded like Felix wanted to say something, which he may walk back since you kind of said, well, you know, that's one interpretation, but in the very least, it was not honoring of his father. So it's not like it would be something bad if, like, I don't know, just to like, you know, see your father naked, like, you know, they, they were infirm and you were helping them shower, you would obviously like, you know, that. It, so it's not just like seeing a naked parent or something would be bad if it was like something helping them shower or in, like a necessity, or it, it is relates, always bad. It, it well, relates to the proper social order. It relates to the proper social order of parents and children, right? And so the language there, the word in Hebrew is erva. Erva means technically right literally nakedness but what it means in the context has something to do with disrupting the social order right okay so, so like helping your parents shower may not be bad but if you're doing something lewd or dishonoring then that would be bad right so you can help yeah, your I mean, like, naked parents take a shower yeah look i think if you're busting into the bathroom to see your parents naked that would be inappropriate bad. right and that would <laughs> right but like accidentally or when you're a child a small child or whatever again this is about the social order of what's appropriate all right, right? and the sexual crimes the sexual crimes in the bible are not crimes because they're sex they're crimes because they are violations of the proper social order of relationships of family members yeah, well... Okay, and then, uh, again, Felix was... Uh, I wanted to get Felix in there, because... Uh, Felix, did you want to say, or are you fine now that since he said that was just one interpretation? No, uh, actually, in the Spanish translation of that story, there's something in the context to to give the idea that it was rape. Huh. Um, and then, uh, Abba, to the next question before uh, Deer chimes in. Um, it was Gloria. Um, oh, uh, Abba. Um, was there a specific time before the law when it would have been known or like anything from your academia that would have said, okay, incest is bad, stop doing that? Or it was only, was it like frowned upon? Is there any way to know that? Or just like, it seemed like there wasn't a law and then there was a law, that's why we stopped. Or is it, yeah. There's no way to know that. And you got to okay. remember the texts are not written, the texts are not written in real time, right? These are memories. These are cultural mythic memories. So if for the, it might be that for the people that wrote it, they, they thought oh, that there was an understanding of incest and its impermissibility prior to the giving of the law, but there's no. I think you accidentally hit your own mute button there, Abba, if you didn't mean to. Sorry, I might've been in the matrix there for a second. The stories are not written in real time. 
right? So, oh yeah, the story is not uh, really I think you're matrixing a bit. You're you're pretty choppy. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a second and come back. Uh, Will dear, what were you trying to say? Um, I was just going to say, I think one of the key words in there, uncovered. You know, not discovered, but uncovered. So there was a participation on the son's part, right? Uncovered his nakedness. Well, I know, I know how we, um, you know, let's see, we're, I'm, we're learning stuff about people. So um, for Steph to get her in the conversation, um, let's say Jesus rode a dinosaur. And for CEO, apparently to get him out of the conversation, it is talk about incest. He's like, I'll come back later, guys. I'll come back when we're done talking about incest. Uh, I, so we're learning about people. Yeah, yeah, dear. And we, we can be Victoria. Oh, Victoria, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Um, yeah, I, I had something sorry. to share because um, I think when we were talking about that particular scripture, I, even though, like, Eben uh, uh, mentioned that it is in, not in real time, the two what we have in the scripture in verse 21 where um where little deer mentioned it is uncovered and then in verse 22 it continues to say um where um so this is the the brother who actually like you know uncovered he went and called the other brothers or told his two other brothers about his father's um situation so um while I understand it is definitely disrespectful for a social order to like, um, you know, uh, show the nakedness, um, it it doesn't really mean like the other interpretations, like without actually taking it out of the context, like no guy is actually going to go call his brothers and, you know, ask them to watch. It, <laughs> I'm trying to not go into watch. They didn't go ask them to watch. They said, look at this. The, what they're saying is, is look at this bad thing that our brother is doing. Well, in the verse 22, let me just read it. So, it, and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. And, and then those two brothers, they came and they, you know, they covered um, without looking back at the father. So that, that is actually the, the yeah, text that we were inviting. Tom is inviting them to participate in raping their father. Wow, this story just got a lot darker. So, if I may, if I go back to Leviticus, Leviticus 18, and Abba, help me understand this, because your command of the language is much, much, much better than mine. In Leviticus 18, it says, in verse 8, it says, You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It is your father's nakedness. Is that not the same uh, wording only because the way that I had been taught this was he, Han was actually sleep like had sex with his mother or stepmother one of the other I can't remember and it was referring to that as his father's nakedness was actually his wife and that was what started the whole lineage of Cana but I could be completely wrong help me understand I don't, I don't think that's supportable by the language in the text thank you so then my question would be Evan uh, if you said like you know it's a Genesis um, and that particular one is uncovering because we're not talking about, like Darren said, about like those ones are in Exodus, Leviticus, and, you know, Deuteronomy and so on. But in the book of Genesis, the language that is used with Adam and Eve um, and, and um, the Lord and his daughters and like, you know, the rest of them are not as similar as to like Noah and his sons. 
does does that doesn't that make a huge difference yeah it makes a huge difference it's not the same word would you mind sharing what word is those words have specific meanings those i don't know i'd have to look it up in the hebrew to be to know for sure but the word erva which is this which is the bit which is the word that's used here in the noah story is not as far as i remember the word used in lot and his daughters something else um but that doesn't mean that both of that one is rape and one is not rape right um again you're going to have a real problem if you're just reading in english um Oh no, sorry. I was just going to say like because like from we Christians do acknowledge that every writer has their own style of writing when it comes to their books, but at the same time like the book of Genesis written you know with the same words. So you said the word erwa is used with um raping. And so if that is the case then we'll have to look at what happened with Dinah and and the person to because in that case it was definitely that so i'll have to look into it look the style of the writer is not the point the it's the language it's the conventions of the language that's the point right okay. yeah i just i just i, I just want again uh oh abba you're chopping up again uh, Abba, you're really choppy again. That it is necessarily is supportable. Yeah, if you can hear us, Abba, that's super choppy. What, Felix? I just wanted somebody to read verse 24 in English, and I want to compare it to the Spanish translation. Can somebody read verse 24 in chapter 9 of Genesis? Anybody happen to have that? Yeah, I've got it. Here, um, verse 24 is when Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him. That is verse 24. All right. Well, I guess there you go. Uh, Christina, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. I'm late to the party, so I'm so uh, I'm so confused. <laughs> so we're taking the we're not Oh, we can. We, I, I think we can. Uh, I think I'm ready for. If anyone has a new topic, I am happy oh, to yeah. do that. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of uh, early. It? It's kind of early in the morning for uh for great. <laughs> oh, the other day we did it within within 30 seconds of the room starting. So you know we're making progress. But yeah, do you have anything else? Like I don't know. Um. Thank God for another day or, you know, sunshine and butterflies or yes, whatever. Thank, thank God for another day and um, God bless everybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do babies yeah. go to hell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Steph. Was that you, if we if, if we pray for people to go to hell, will God honor that request? Hmm. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I... Think so. <laughs> I think we, we see that example with like when people were praying for Saul to like stop tormenting them. Uh God God used it for his glory. Like um Saul was meant to be a Christian after that. I prayed for uh Steph to stop talking like five minutes ago and it's worked. So I mean 
I, I think you can pray for people's downfalls in this case. <laughs> I mean, if God's ultimate like desire is to see us all attain salvation, and why would we go against that in praying that someone would not be there? I mean, that's my question. You know, that's a good good question and a good point because I, I think the answer is the same thing as like would give when people say, oh, if I, if I want God to miraculously heal, you know, every every single person on earth or, you know, with no lessons learned, or if I want God to, you know, um, give me a new G6, why doesn't he do that? Oh, your God's lie. Well, no, we're told like you need how to pray, right? So it's told, we're told that, you know, God, prayer moves the heart of God and, you know, you should be able to ask whatever you want and you'll receive it. But we're also told, if people keep reading, that, you know, we're to pray a certain way and in the will of God. So it's like, well, you know, if God wills me to have a, a G6 or something, I guess it'll happen. Um, but we shouldn't expect every single thing we pray for, like people going to hell, when specifically the Bible says, you know, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. So that's God's will. Um, so if we pray, pray like that way, that would definitely be more in line with God's will. And, you know, I think you can see people come to, you know, ha have a, a bent towards finding repentance and salvation um, versus praying the opposite of what we know God's will is because it's stated. So it's like, well, why wouldn't God... You know, it seems like God would will everyone to be miraculously healed. Why wouldn't he? Well, reasons. I mean, I think one, like you see the guy in the, uh, who was blind, right? If someone would have prayed that he was healed and he was magically healed uh, from being blind, then that whole parable wouldn't be in the Bible. Because it would be like, oh, yeah, some guy just got healed and no one knows anything about it. But instead, he was blind since birth forever. So he's like, oh, well, so the power of God can be revealed. Here you go. Now you're, Now is your healing. So if everyone's not magically healed at the same time, there's got to be a reason for that, and I'm inclined to say probably a good reason that God knows. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I think that if you pray in God's will, and, and the scripture says what is his will, like for people to you know be content, be full of the Holy Spirit, find salvation, not go to hell, but find repentance, etc., etc., etc. So those are the type of things that we should be praying for, and if we do that, I, I would expect to see some progress in those areas. Yeah, I, I could be wrong in this. I don't think it changes, um, the, you know, in terms of like where I am in the kingdom and like what, you know, my place. I don't think it changes it, but I have this idea. Uh, and let's bounce this around. Uh, what if it's a Schrodinger's deal? What if it's a deal where like the motion has already been set? Let's say we'll use the G6 example. If, if God wills it to have for Nate to have a G6. Um, what if it was already made that way, but it was upon realizing that you were willed to have a G6 that you actually received it? And if you never actually sought God's will and never realized it, maybe you wouldn't. Um, I don't know. Thoughts? Uh, I, I think we're never, never going to know for sure how it happens. But people will say, well, if God wants what God gets and God's sovereign, then what's the point of praying anyway? Well, I, I mean, if we just pick a point like eons back, like before the earth was created, right? God, I believe, God knows every single thing that's ever going to happen, including what we will choose to do with our own actions and our own lives. So uh, if, you know, you break your arm uh, and we pray for a fast healing in 2025 um, and, you know, you, you seem to heal faster than normal, just some mundane example. Great. Well, either, uh, you know, is an anomaly or it happened or this is a time where God wanted to make a point uh, to one of your family members or people that know you um, and show something semi-miraculous. Um, then God could have done that on his own. But if you had a group of believers praying for you, that maybe that would have spurred on your healing or something like that faster. But I think this determination and my just kind of idea I'm, I'm toying around with, God would have always known that. So he would have always known you're going to break your arm in 2025 
And he would have always known that believers are going to be praying for your speedy recovery. And he would have been like, yes, that's a good idea. That's in my will for him to be healed. And I know you're going to pray for that. So, you know, based on all these things, yes, like prayer granted. I, I mean, who knows what actually happens, but that's just kind of like my idea. Like, so, so whether someone prays in real time because people will say, well, you know, God doesn't change his mind or you can't change God's mind. Maybe it's not that you're changing his mind in real time. Maybe it just seems that way from our perspective, because before you even existed, God always knew you were always going to pray. His heart was always moved and he was always going to say, OK, because you will pray this, that factors into God's decision. Yeah, but I think when, anyway. you, when, you, when you use the word always, like God is always like was always i think that's just from our perspective because god is god's not constrained by time and always always would indicate a period in time or am i wrong you're not wrong but i'd say that's not my perspective like by, by me saying always and eons ago I, I was trying to shift it from the actual perspective not ah, just okay. our perspective like yeah. it seems like it but but no um the other stuff you said yeah I, I agree like who knows how the stuff actually works so all we have is our perspective. So if we pray, like if it seems like something very, very bad is going to happen, and if we pray and that, that catastrophe is avoided, then maybe God did it independent of our prayers. Maybe it was just, you know, environmental coincidences, uh, or maybe it was a combination of all these things, or who knows, maybe it was because we specifically prayed. But then the naysayers will say, no, you know, God is sovereign and your prayer is not going to make him change his mind. Well, I would say, well, no, if something bad is going to happen, we pray and it seems to avert disaster then it's not as if god didn't know we were going to pray and boom we hit god and we're like oh god just kidding i'm going to pray it's like god would have always known that we we're going to make that petition so that would have always factored into how this was going to play out i mean we're just like in like super like hypotheses for the age like no one knows how this is actually going to happen but just an idea right I think it's really cool, like, as we are starting to un understand the whole quantum entanglement thing, we realize, like, Schr Schrodinger was right in that things exist in, in two distinct, you know, uh, two distinct, you know, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for, um, states, but then it becomes one once it's observed. And I just, I just, yeah, or like how, what? Well, yeah, or like how billions of years of space and time can be connected by a single dot, like, you know, an inch away. I mean, it gets far out and it's crazy, but if anything, like my only dog in this fight is getting people to withhold judgment. So if they're like, that's impossible, that could never happen. Like my only goal is to show one way that's logically consistent, that's reasonably, you, you know, reasonable that it is not impossible. And it's like, okay, there, that's my only, only job. I don't care if you can't prove it. I don't care if you can't test it. You are working with the mind, you're under the working theory that something is impossible, therefore, like God is defeated. And my only job is to, is to give you something reasonable to say, see, this is not as impossible as you thought it was. It is plausible and maybe even likely. So withhold judgment. Now let's talk about Jesus. Like that's, that's kind of like my whole goal for presenting these things is just to defeat the argument of that's impossible. Yeah, I think that's a great approach. All right, we haven't had controversy in like 10 minutes. You want me to drop some controversy? I got some. <laughs> what, what do you got? Just <clears throat> get ready for the shots. Today is my name day. <laughs> is that what we would call birthday? No. Uh, so I'm, I'm uh, in the Eastern Orthodox Church, and so my patron saint, uh, his name uh, day is today. So like, 
Oh wait, so so nothing to do with you. It's just the or, or, okay. So yeah. okay, so the the birthday of your patron saint. Have I got that it, right? Actually, it's his death day, but but yes, it's it commemorates that day. Well, we don't have Chris with us to tell you you're a demon and full of the devil. Um, so I will just say, um, you know, besides showing my ignorance, um, sure, happy one of those. <laughs> I just, I just, anytime I mention anything about EO, I, it's like instant shots fired. So I was just like, here's some controversy for us. Well, yeah, I mean, with this current group, I think you're going to get some like, you know, I disagree. You know, the disagreements we've talked about our disagreements. I mean, not the patron saint day. I don't think that really, whatever that, that I, unless someone's going to tell me it's an abject heresy that interferes with the cross. I'd say, well, you know, let's leave the painter guy alone and talk about the stuff that actually interferes with the cross. Um, anyway, so like, you, you know, you would you would know the disagreements and stuff like that. So I would just civilly be like, well, we have some differences, and depending on how 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 um, extraordinary you make those differences, that would be the level of you know disagreement. So we don't need to like wage war over that. I don't know. Anyone want to disagree harder with him? Oh, I'm not, I'm not arguing. I, I just wanted to throw <laughs> I just wanted to throw it out there for controversy. I was going to stir the pot and then casually back out. Yeah, it was a good one. If Chris shows up, uh, throw that up, throw that again. I'm sure you'll get it. Uh, he loves that stuff. I don't know, Victoria. You got anything to say to him? Do, wait, do you also have a patron name day, or is that only a EO thing? Uh, um, <laughs> I I have nothing have to, to say to do, Darren. Um, but yeah, I was a little like um out of context when he mentioned that. But now now I have more context about why he mentioned that. But yeah, like uh, Nate said, Chris is not here. So, <laughs> do you also, or will you have a patron name day, or do you have to achieve a higher level first? Or I, I, I honestly <laughs> don't know that much yeah, about patron I, stuff. I don't think there is a higher level. It's like um, someone you actually like um, choose or something like that. But then again, like uh, I, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. I, probably i i guess like depending on like when you are becoming a catholic or an orthodox like you can choose which saint you want to like remember by and so on hmm. so darren are you familiar enough with all of the orthodoxes orthodoxies um, uh, to, to to give not... us the difference like yesterday i was trying to ask about the specific differences like if all the orthodoxes are similar enough that we could say are, are dis, you know, the, the traditional like kind of Protestant view would be similar enough to disagree with all of them on the same level, or like we would disagree with Eastern Orthodox for a different reason. We would disagree with Oriental or Russian or what Greek or whatever other Orthodox there is. Do you know enough to know if like they're similar enough or they're very very different, like a Pentecostal and Calvinist or Protestants? Man, and, and I'm going to give you kind of the, the Darren answer. I don't know if I know the, the exact stance of the church. From my observation, what, what I gather and this, you know, I feel like the, and it's always good to start an answer with I feel like, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, it's, it seems to me that it's, it's it, lines are drawn in some areas so that we can draw lines, right? Uh, just kind of like, like uh, our, our, you know, Armenian versus Calvinism, right? Like, like we draw lines, we make a stance. And it's like, at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't tend to get into those kinds of arguments. I, I love Christ. I follow Christ. I try to do what I to follow his commandments. Um, you know, we're all in this world trying to get through it. And and I think if, if someone is, is trying their best following Christ, and you won't draw those lines and just set across and yell across the aisle at the other side. 
Um, that being said, the churches do draw lines in terms of some of the canons. Um, I believe it's the Oriental Orthodox Church has a slightly different canon than the Eastern Orthodox. Um, I know the Coptic, some of the Coptic Orthodoxes are, are different from Eastern as well. So I don't know all of it, um, but it usually revolves around canon um, or saints, like like saints' lives and, and what happened in there. So what, in, their, uh, in your Bible, um, what's, uh, what's uh, I guess, different? Like, do you have the same... The same Torah and different like New Testament, or do you even divide it up that way, or do you have the apocrypha? Or? The, the apocrypha, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's 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 the the normal Bible as you know we we probably all grew up with in America plus uh, the apocrypha. Wow, we're gonna need a better controversy than that. Yeah, <laughs> I try not to actually. I don't actually like arguing. I just. <laughs> You were like, you're like, hey, let's uh, let's throw some controversy, and I'm like, ah, EO is always a great controversy, except today. <laughs> uh, little doer, what's up? You got anything you'd like to talk about? Perhaps just keep uh, grazing the grass in the field. So, Christina, have you been on Clubhouse long? I don't think I've talked to you until like kind of recently. I actually have you always. I have my username's old, but I made it a long time ago and never got on here. So I'm very new. I think I've been on here two months, maybe, maybe a month. So I'm oh, still. Are you regretting it yet? Addicted to it now. I'm always on here, guys, listening to somebody. But yeah, it's a newfound addiction for me. So. Yeah, I think I've been on this platform over a year, and yeah, it, it is addicting. I have to, I have to set markers for myself to. Um, to try to get out of the conversation. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, that's, this is all I'll do. <laughs> yeah, y'all do everything with me. I'll go to the gym with me, um, <laughs> you know, run errands. We go to my job. We go everywhere together. <laughs> it's like one of those, uh, what was it, like a pocket pal or one of those like little troll dolls or like the thing you had to take? or Oh, was it the Yamaguchi that you had to like take and like feed? And yeah, stuff? Like Yama, little... my, yeah, my Yama, Yamagachi. <laughs> What was the other one? Gigapet. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if what it a, wasn't if it wasn't for the Taga, whatever those things are, I wouldn't know how to be a parent. Like <laughs> <laughs> must be child. Skills. <laughs> oh no, child has frowny face. Uh oh. Child. Remember when they would die and you'd be like devastated. <laughs> could you could you revive them or was it you had to push that little tiny button in the back and reset it. Oh, I thought you guys were talking about kids at first. My bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. It's, it works the same way. Yeah, just push the button in the back. Yeah, and reset them if you mess up and don't feed them in there. Yeah. So if you, uh, <laughs> I treat my kids you... like I do the, tight, the those pets. I just, whenever something's wrong, I just keep feeding them and see what happens. <laughs> no. Sorry, Nate. So have you have you been a been a Christian for a while, or what? Uh, what flavor are you coming from? It seems like a pretty pretty mild room. You could you could say some crazy things and not get a lot of pushback right now. Well, I grew up in the church, so I, I mean I've always known Jesus. Thank God. The Jehovah's I, Witness Church. Uh, no. The, the Mormon Church. Been <laughs> Trinitarian. Kind of non-denominational so kind of boring but i you know i live in the bible belt 
and my dad was a pastor, so that kind of thing. Bible Belt. Yep. <laughs> I grew up in Missouri. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a you know, church culture is kind of a part of life. And so you grow up in it and then you kind of come into your understanding as you grow up and either embrace it or reject it, depending. But thank God he has sustained me, so yeah. I'm my beliefs are not that controversial, sadly. <laughs> and gladly. <laughs> Nate, what part of Missouri? You don't have to give me the state, the city, just north, south, east, west. Uh, southwest. Oh, I, I'm in southeast. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I remember that before. I think you, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think I remember you said that before. I mean, I mean, I don't want to say where I think you said, but yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm in Cape Girardeau. Yes, come find me. It's all good. Oh, I visited there one time. That was a cool city, or, or like a cool little place. It's like by the. Uh, um. What, like kind of, what was it, the, something blue or blue mountains or blue ridge or, I, I don't know. I remember there was a ton of mosquitoes, but yeah, I had some friends there and we went there and um, it was like right by a, a river, right? Like, yeah, it's, like, right. It's, on, like, it's on the Mississippi. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know about if the city's cool or not, but I remember that, that like area was kind of neat because there was like, um, I don't know, was it like a French, French influence? Yeah, I mean, it was. It's French German, um, but it's yeah, it's it's really nothing there. It's like it's kind of like Mayberry, but a little bigger. Um, the really the only thing it's known for is uh, it's where Rush Limbaugh was born and raised. So, oh, maybe may his memory last eternal. Um, but <laughs> There's some controversy. Who yeah, wants to say good. something? <laughs> you know, oh, I, I never my. really listened to him a whole lot because I mean it was a little before my time. So like. Uh, toward toward the end of his life and you know the later years when you know i i also got older and i heard more of the stuff he said i mean i agreed with a lot of it but i i didn't you know i wasn't like a long time listener didn't know a whole lot about him feminazi was coined by him what feminazi was coined by oh yeah i did hear that I had the opportunity to cook for him a number of times. I used to be a chef before uh, uh, 15 years ago or so before I got into what I do now. And he, uh, anyway, cooked for him for a number of times and he and his family. And it's, he'll tell you, he would have told you straight up, like he's an, he was an entertainer first and then a political kind of pundit second. And a lot of the pomp, a lot of the um, zeal, a lot of the energy that he put out there that people kind of disagreed with was strictly to, to rattle cages just to get a reaction for ratings. Um, yeah, that wasn't his didn't main he, goal, really. Didn't he have a feud with, like, Nancy Grace or something for a while? Or maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. I don't I don't think I know who Nancy Grace is, actually. Oh, I, I also barely do either. I, she's like, um, I, she was like a, a pundit on, like, Headline News or something, the news channel. But I think she, oh, boy, she got famous for what? She Crap. I, I think she did all the missing children. Yeah, like, and all, like, Crimes. missing children, like, every time there was a missing child, like, there she'd be. It was kind of like a, like, uh, what was, what was a Gale person from, like, the Scream series? It's like, that was her thing, like, she covered all the Scream, like, Ghostface killer murders in the TV, in the, the movies, so, like, every time there's a murder, there should be. It's like, every time there was, like, a missing child. Oh, JonBenet Ramsey, that's it, right? That's where she really got famous, because she, like, really, really dug into that, I think, and then, like, every, um, every missing child case, like, there she was, that was, like, her thing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, crime investigation reporter. 
Well, guys, I'm about to make the drive from Saint or from Chicago back to uh, Cape Girardeau, so I'm going to bounce off here. Uh, but it was good hanging out with you guys this morning. God bless. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you survived Chicago. Just here for work. I wouldn't come for any other reason. <laughs> Are you, like, in the city city or, like, in the suburbs? Yeah, I'm, I'm currently standing in a hotel room looking down at Harry Carey's restaurant and all the high-rises. I'm pretty close to downtown. So do you have you been doing business there like for for a while for years and stuff? Yeah, I've been producing shows up here for about five years now. I'm usually here about oh. three times a year. So have you noticed like uh, is it as bad as like the the media certain media would have you believe? Like some would say everything's amazing and never been better. Others would say it's like doomsday third world. Um, what what is the like climate like there? Are there still like boards on windows? And no, stuff that's never reopened that, or like people pooping in the street? Not at all. It's actually quite pleasant in the areas that I've been in the last few years. I know from talking to locals, because I work with stagehands and stuff, you know, you hire your local labor in and just talking to them about stuff as you're building stuff out. And, you know, they're, they basically are saying it's like a 10 by 10 block area where there's like a super intense amount of crime. Uh, a lot of it is inner gang kind of fighting. Um, and then, you know, then the media will extrapolate that as Chicago's on fire. So yeah, kind of like St. Louis, St. Louis has kind of got the same reputation. <laughs> oh man. I, I remember I visited St. Louis once and, we were uh, we were down by the arch area, and everyone's like, "Don't go down by the arch area." <laughs> uh, anyways, we were we were there, and um, we were walking around, and um, well, I guess that's all. I mean, it was. I, I mean, yeah, it seemed like a pretty pretty rough area. So I guess maybe that was the certain area that maybe got the reputation. Yeah, that area between Soulard and downtown's pretty rough. About where the arch is. But anyway, guys, I'm gonna get off here. Thanks for uh, listening to my good chat. Take care. <laughs> Sorry, All I was right. going to go back to, I got busy trying to fix lunch for the day. So I was going to bring up a controversy. You guys had kind of mentioned the Pentecostalism and things like that. Um, yeah. And prayers. Do prayers change things? Just do prayers change God's mind as what's going to happen? So when when you hear someone from that persuasion that your family member died because, number one, you didn't pray hard enough. Uh, number two, they were indwelled with a demon because of their <laughs> illness. Uh, you know, that's gotta be a, that's gotta be like a sub, sub, sub sect. Cause like, I, like, that's my background. I grew up like Pentecostal and, you know, like very Pentecostal. And, you know, we would also go to lots of other Pentecostal, like, you know, areas, churches. Uh, so, you know, I got, I got a wide variety of very, very strict Pentecostal, like, you know, women wear like, you know, prairie clothes. It was like odd. Um, and, and I, like my main, my main church that I, I went to was like, um, kind of like rural and, uh, you know, like the older people were like that, like, you know, never go to a movie, didn't own TVs, like super, super strict. Um, but like the younger crowd was like, I want to say normal, <laughs> but anyway, so I got like a wide variety of like going to, <laughs> Going to different like conferences, because they still have those. Thanks, thanks. Make a list. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I mean by that I mean we could have TV and wear wear shorts. Um, Nate, but, um, I Nate, I also grew up Pentecostal, and uh, I don't know uh, really what she's talking about either. So it oh, must welcome. be a we'll subsect. Right yeah, so I, well, I mean I know who she is talking uh, about, kind of, but I mean that is not the norm. Like that, that I mean that's almost like getting into like super charismatic, like you know, the NAR people that we talk about a lot. Um, 
how how you know most people will call them just heretics anyways, given their beliefs uh, on you know what actually is God, what actually is the Holy Spirit. Anyway, but but yeah, I, w- I would just say that. Crap, what was your actual question? I was trying to defend uh, defend my own self so bad I forgot. Oh, what so, do I think about if they say you didn't pray hard enough or you have a demon? I'd say they're all wrong. I'd say they're completely wrong. Like they have no idea. All go. we're told, all we're told is that prayer uh, you can pray and the you know fervent prayer of a righteous person you know avails much so uh, you can you can make a case for anything maybe it's because you know you were like blackout drunk the night before and your prayer uh, wasn't super effective uh, don't be a heathen um, or you could say you know it just wasn't god's will like yes no maybe or um, you know because yes you did everything right you're like the closest thing to jesus himself on earth um yet uh your prayer was not answered because it was not in God's will because he wanted to use this death or illness or whatever um, 15 years down the road to somehow work it about reaching that hard, hard hearted aunt or uncle that otherwise never would have came to Christ. But God, you know, used this somehow for his will, for his ultimate purpose uh, to, you know, get someone saved. So there's just no possible way. And to say that um, it is, I would say like against the gospel, against the Bible, just no bad wrong. That's what I'd say. But take heart. Yeah, that is not a lot of, the majority of Pentecostal people. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of churches use uh, use fear, right, to motivate people to tithe and, and stuff like that. So really? The idea, that, the idea that you can uh, the idea that you can pray someone, you know, or save their life by by praying, or and if you didn't, if they don't, you know, live, uh, you've done something wrong like that other person has done something improper uh you know i just i don't buy that either oh what christina were you saying i was saying i've seen people twist certain scriptures to say um if you are sick and you don't get healed it's because of uncovered sin hidden sin um things like that oh yeah they can say that and i just say you know they're (laughs) wrong i mean you know someone's like a what do you say to the three-year-old the the two-year-old that's got leukemia Right. Like what's 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 their thought on that then? Like, it's just not old people that get sick. Exactly. And a lot of those scriptures are talking about the the sickness is equating to um, not being in right standing with God. It's not a physical sickness there. It's um, a metaphor God is using to explain. And so when it's talking about healing, it's talking about healing and restoring our our relationship with God. So those twist those scriptures get twisted a lot. Even by his stripes, we are healed. <laughs> In context, uh, it's talking about Jesus healing us from our sinful state, not necessarily um, healing us from sickness. And I, I see that get used a lot. Hey, Jerry. Welcome. What's up? Greetings to them. I'm just... Uh... I'm just uh, on the side listening to see what the conversation's about. I might talk a little bit later. Well, if you have a topic of interest, bring it about. But uh, anyways, yeah, Bob, we, we I, I, yeah, I invited you earlier. It took you a while. Do you have an ac- actual topic you wanted to uh, bring up on your own, or are you just hanging out, weighing in here and there? No, I, I got uh, roped in here when, when your buddy was going off about Trudeau and how much uh, it costs to buy a house and food and stuff, and I it was all ramped up from oh. talking about <laughs> Trudeau. So I, I wanted to come up here and just bash Trudeau again, but he, I think he's gone. So, and I've settled down. 
absence. <laughs> well, we may revisit it. <laughs> Welcome, Chris. Good morning. It's taking you a while to find uh, find us today. Oh, I was having to school our modalist and unitard friends on how to read the Bible. Were it's you a, in that room a burden. that said something about like if if a blessing is in the title, can you receive it or something like that? Uh, maybe. I mean, yep. it got far afield of there. there <laughs> you don't even know guy, what room you're in. <laughs> yeah, it was one guy yelling at me about the Trinity, and then another dude claiming that because the New Testament wasn't written in Greek, you know, I'm trying to steal man what he said. It's like, why would we think that? people that were hebrews would write things in greek to other hebrews and he just it's yazoo he just didn't get the concept that he didn't want to talk to me anymore when i started like laying out actual evidence and he's like i don't want to talk to you anymore well you just missed your uh, buddy darren uh eo darren um he, he said uh which one you know I'm, I, we were looking for what darren the East, eastern orthodox darren oh the the jujitsu guy yeah yeah Anyway, oh, uh, we were yeah. looking for a controversial topic. He's like, uh, says something about, hey, guys, I'm EO. I'm like, well, Chris isn't here, so, you know, we'll just uh, politely and civilly disagree with uh, what you have to say. But Oh, I just sent him um, that awesome video. The thing is, no. great. oh, MG, I'm going to send you that video. It's called The Failure of Eastern Orthodoxy. Or maybe I did send it to you because it is awesome. It, to everyone. it is two uh, well, hours long, and it is glorious. Random, what's up, Random? How are you today? Doing good. How are you? So far, so good. Anything on your mind? No, I was actually uh, the the subject came up, and uh, I realized that uh, I wasn't that knowledgeable on saints and how that whole thing works. So I was just asking some questions in the chat. Oh, were you answered in chat? I wasn't paying attention. Kind of. Um, I guess maybe I'll just ask it again to see uh, see what other answers I get. What what are saints? <laughs> well, there's controversy. All Christians. This is not controversial. Like it's just all Christians. So in the New Testament, when it oh no, saints, hang on, Chris. The controversy was whenever Darren was uh, talking about his it's his uh, patron saint day or his saint name day. Oh right, yeah. Like we're, I mean, like we're a bunch not of all made up saints in EO. There's like a no, bunch yeah. of there's like a bunch of people that are saints in e, in Eastern Orthodoxy that never actually existed. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Okay. So random. The the question. Yeah. What Chris said from like the the traditional just plain old Christian perspective. Yeah. If you're a Christian, you're a saint. Congratulations. Um. If you're in another tradition, who you know, how do I say this? Totally does not worship, yet venerates to the point that people would say, bro, that's worship. Um. They will they will usually call them saints, like because they did something and they were, they were made saint uh, because of like you know documented miracles, et cetera, et cetera, like very very special things they did. And I mean it would it would maybe the the canonization or, or the um, saintiness will, will, the qualifications will differ from like Catholicism ah, Catholicism to Orthodox or whatever. But yeah, yeah, and that was in the context of what he was saying it was his patron name day or whatever. But in in our paradigm, yeah, what Chris said is right. Yeah. In Eastern Orthodoxy, the more people that you brutally murder, the more saintly you are. It's kind of awesome. Uh-oh. We made Victoria leave. I was tiptoeing around that. I was handling that with kid gloves. I mean, she's... You've got to differentiate between murder and kill, right? 
there's there's a difference there. No, 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 no. Like I mean, brutally murder. Like walk into a room of a bunch of unarmed monks and slit all of their throats, 137 of them. And then since now no one you're is here, Eastern Orthodox saint. Can you can you steel man that? Since no one is here to defend that, can you defend that that you just you just uh, said? No. From their position, as kind as you can be. They they just well they change the history. They're like nobody killed 137 people, even though their historical documents show it, and the empress orders it. Like they'll just say no, that never happened. What are you talking about? What, and then you the show them the actual justified? written history. Was the killing justified? I mean, there were a bunch of monks that disagreed with the empress. So, was it justified in their minds? I'm sure. It could have been so, so, like, would they say something like, you know, when people killed in the name of God and would say, no, no, they weren't really doing that. They weren't following God. God says, you know, not to murder people. Yet they did. Would it be like they'd say, no, no, they're not real Orthodox because, you know, they wouldn't murder if they were. So they're not the real ones. Or would they be, they'd be like, no, no totally. They'd be like, Except no, they, they say had it didn't coming. exist. They were a bunch of Protestants. They had it coming. It's the same thing when, like, the Russian Orthodox Church murders Jews. They're like, well, they had it coming. I mean, like, the Russian Orthodox has a massive history of using Cossacks to go and slaughter whole villages of Jews in Russia. And they're they're proud of it. They're not like, no, nah, those people shouldn't have killed those people. They're like, no, those those people had it coming. Like, that's how they deal with it, bro. Well, you know. Russia. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, you just, know. I'm just telling the truth. Like, people don't like the unvarnished truth. It's like, history is is quite clear on these things. I mean, the Catholics do the same thing. The Catholics murdered millions of people throughout the Catholic Church. I mean, But of course they would say it's because, you know, heresy and, you know, the part where yeah. Jesus says, you know, love people, don't kill them, but somehow, you know, love means kill them. I mean, you know, they'll yeah. have their way. Like, that's what I'm getting is like, you know, trying to get the, the most fair side of the other side. And then if you're like, no, let's say they deserve it. Like, if there was a group of people that's like, uh, yes, they oppose our religion. Our religion totally says, mur uh, you know, kill them. Um, and we did. May they burn in hell. I'm like, oh, wow, no sugarcoating that. Versus... Well, yeah, you know, they technically died at our hand, but it was because of this justifiable reason and that justifiable reason. I'm like, okay, at least that's like, you know, your justification, which we still disagree with. That's evil and murder. Um, but at least you're not being like, yes, uh, I, I totally did that. Um, they're screaming and begging for their life. I didn't care. I killed them. I'm like, wow, there's just no walking that back. Well, you, you, like you guys are throwing kill and murder around in the same sense, right? The Bible says don't murder it doesn't say don't kill so well yeah that's what yeah that's what i'm saying so presumably these people would say kill because they would think it's justified like if you found someone right. well i mean if you found someone that said they murder i mean i think every tradition of anyone claiming some sort of affiliation with christianity all would say no murder is always bad but it's what you and i would say bro that's murder but they would say no no it's killing because it's justified because you know whatever reason they would give yeah, well, like, I mean, one of the Eastern Orthodox saints is the Emperor Theodosius, um, or Theodosia, who was a, uh, who was a lady empress, and um, she became empress by gouging out her son's eyes and throwing him in a dungeon to die of gangrene and his wounds. And so, okay, so did he do that? Did she do that because, like, you know, he renounced the faith, or uh, he just didn't eat his carrots for dinner, like... What was the reason? No, she, she wanted to be for? empress. He was standing in the way. So okay, so he was murdered like, her so he was like son. an adult son that was going yes. to take her throne. 
Yes. Yes. So it didn't have to do with religion or her beliefs. It was because she wanted power and he's okay. Stood in the way. Yes. She just happened to be EO. Well, I mean, but she's an EO saint. Like they, they deify her and they make um, paintings of her and they kiss the paintings and yeah. She, she achieved theosis in the Eastern Orthodox tradition. Uh, would you like to weigh in on that, Jerry? Or are you still, uh, still listening? Maybe she repented. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. She might have repented, and that might have been just the way it was going to go down. Or God told her to do it. And in, in that case, what would you do? God would what not tell her to do it. Well, you don't know that. That's between well, her and God. Well, I, I mean, under our Christian paradigm, you know, like we talked about, like how people know to pray for the will. What What is the will of God? Well, the Bible tells us. So in the same way, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, it's um, the Bible is done. All the words of God have been done. So if someone, you know, hears the voice of God, quote, hears God tell them something, and it's contrary to what's in the Bible, then they are hearing their own mind or some malevolent evil demon or something, but they are not hearing God because God is, you know, the same yesterday, today, and forever and won't contradict his, his own word. So if it's, you know, if you hear God saying, you know, go not murder because murder would be bad. But if you hear God, quote, telling you to go kill, totally justifiably kill lots of people because they're evil, um, that's not God because, you know, Jesus says, go into the world and preach the good news and, you know, teach people. This is the Great Commission. He says, so if they want to hear you, stay, disciple them, make disciples. But if they refuse you, refuse your uh, blessings and your teachings and all this stuff, then shake the dust from your feet and leave them to their fate. God is their judge. So that means your God's God or, you know, no one is in, in Christianity is going to tell you something different than that, because what the Bible says is tell people. And if they receive you, great. If they don't leave them alone and go away. Yeah. That's so then if people are like, well, leave them alone and go away. That means I must kill you. Well, no, no, that's not what that means. Leave them and go away means leave them and go away. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, is there yeah. is there then any, I mean, because the distinction is murder, definition of murder being an unlawful killing. Uh, because of that, it's, it's basically God condoned killing. Like that's that's what prevents you from committing murder, right? Uh, like God, whenever, like, God like, does not like, condone murder. It's in the Ten Commandments. That's, it's like no, that, that's not what I said. I said God condoned okay. killing does not breach, does not uh, basically uh, make... If God condones it, then you have not committed murder per the Ten Commandments. Is that correct? Sure. So like the slaughter of the 400 prophets of Baal would be a really good example of that, right? When Elijah literally has the people of Israel take up the sword and kill all the 400 prophets of Baal. Oh, and by the way, the 400 prophetesses of Ashtoreth, the temple prostitutes, um, he he has all of those people killed. Well, that was God's righteous judgment against those people. Now, we would not say that in New Testament times, when there is no civil government, um, that we can do anything like that. That was, a, that was an act of the civil government of the people of Israel wiping out those false prophets. Now, later on in the New Testament, we are to just live quiet, peaceable lives. Like, there is no order for us to go about murdering infidels. Like, that's just not a thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my, my question then would be, uh, in this modern day, 
is there a way to know what constitutes murder per the Ten Commandments and what doesn't in the realm of killing? It's just unjustified. So, like, if you want to, like, if someone is, is, if someone is toiling over whether or not they really want to kill someone or they really want someone to die, and they're trying to figure out, well, if it's murder, that's wrong. I can't do that. But if it's killing, I could totally do that. That will never be a legitimate biblical question. Uh, so the way this would look like today would be like self-defense. Because, I mean, if you go out and like try to make someone's life end and you're trying to figure out, well, if it's killing, it's okay. No, that's never a legitimate question. Anytime you're ending someone's life, like you're trying to figure out how to do it and you do it, that is always wrong. That is always unjustified. Um, so in the case of like self-defense where it's being forced upon you, like you're not trying to do this. You want to live at peace with all people as much as depends on you, just like the Bible says. And I like how it puts it in there, as much as depends on you. So it's like, here I am living my best life, just being peaceful. I don't want to harm anyone. And someone's like, well, I want to harm you. Here I come. I'm going to kill you and your whole family. Get ready. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to be harmed. I don't want to let you kill me and my family. So I'll use force that's reasonable and necessary to stop you. And if you die in the process, well, then totally that's justified. I didn't murder you. I didn't want to kill you. Um, I didn't even want to justifiably kill you. But you still died, and it is justified. So there you go. So there exists basically justified killing even now. Yeah, well, it's implied absolutely. in the term. Like, killing is justified. Murder is, like, that's the difference. Right, right. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm using killing as the general term, and then murder is a subset of killing that is unjustified. All murder is killing, not all killing is murder. Right, that, 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 that's what I was saying. And so I, I guess my question is, is there biblical support for self-defense? I believe so, yes. But not self-defense in, I'm going to wipe out their village before their village wipes me out. Like, that's just... Right, yeah, that's like that's twisting like, the words, David, right? It's like, Jesus says David, love them, so I have to... Yeah, David did it, though. Well, again, Old yeah. Testament, New Testament, like, there's a Nation lot that happens in this canon. Unless you said... Yeah, there's a lot... There's a lot that happened in this canon before it was closed. So, you know, it's progressive yeah. revelation. Everything's progressively revealed. So if you go from, you know, if you go to Cain and Abel, I mean... You know, there is unjustified killing. So you've got examples of killing, murder, God condoning stuff, the government versus individual acts. Like, you know, read the context for everything. But by the time we, you know, culminate with the prophecies being fulfilled and Jesus being here and, you know, Jesus is like, look, I fulfilled the law. I fulfilled all the prophets. Put your faith in me. And then Jesus says, look, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And he goes ahead and rattles off new commandments. And we see the, you know, the Christian living in all the epistles. So we have the benefit of the totality of the scripture. So there's a world of difference from King David uh, versus, you know, us as just a little old Christian. So, I think it falls so into as, that. Sorry. Aside from, go ahead. Uh, little dear, you were first. Sorry. I was just going to say, it kind of falls into that realm. If you don't have a conscience and you just kill because, you know, it's obviously not biblical or correct. If it's to if it's to profit your own gain in it, then it's not justified. You know, if you gain from it, the only thing if you gain from protecting your loved ones and your and yourself against someone else, you still regret it. You know, that's you know, God has put in our hearts to love your neighbor as yourself, you know, when we're transformed. 
So, you know, there's, there's those big lines that we want to think that we, you know, can cross, but we can't, you know, if it's for your own self gain, it's not righteous. Well, you could say that, but David, David killed for his own gain. Well, ag right? again, he was going to get stabbed. Again, well, we need to figure Old out what, 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 yeah, we need to figure out like what we're talking about. Do we want to talk about like, you know, ancient history or do we want to talk about, you know, modern day? It's like a long ago. Well, okay, do, do we want to talk about more or less than the New Testament? So if we want to talk about, you know, God's judgment and how things worked back in the day of the Old Testament, pre-Jesus, or if we want to talk about everything since Jesus, we need to, there are apples and oranges. So there's all kinds of things like we already talked about differences. So if we want to talk about before Jesus, then let's talk about before Jesus. If we want to talk about after Jesus, then let's talk about after Jesus. But if we keep bouncing back and forth and back and forth, it's just going to make everyone confused. So uh, Random was also saying something. Yeah, so I, I guess I'm just trying to, to to make this clear in my mind. So the only possible justified killing now, modernly, would be self-defense. That's it. Is that correct? Uh, I personally believe that. You'll have a lot of people that would advocate for, you know, because, you know, uh, given to Caesar what Caesar's. So places that believe in capital punishment, you would find a lot, uh, you would find, a, I think, a pretty good amount of Christians, maybe the majority of Christians, uh, agreeing to that and saying, well, you know, this is justified killing, even though it's not like life or death, because, you know, this guy's already been captured. The state says he must die for his crimes. Uh, they would support that. Um, I don't support that, not just for religious reasons, but for a whole host of reasons. Um, the biggest one being like, however small chance you think you could be uh, wrong, that would be enough to make me hesitate. I mean, you know, if this guy's like slaughtering people in the middle of everyone and everyone sees it and, you know, he's on national news, like slaughtering people. I'd be like, okay, pretty hard to think we're wrong about that. But generally, oh, I don't saying, support that. You're saying the doubt of the crime. Like, oh, if it's not a shadow of a doubt, this guy did it. But if you're saying you know he did it, you're okay with that. I literally just said something to, to contradict yeah. that. I said, I said, even if that, I understand it more. But generally speaking, I am still against that personally. Just on my oh, own. I like, you know, I, 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 I believe, like, my conscience is clear. Uh, between life and death, people are trying to harm me. I take actions to prevent them. And if they die in the process, well, sorry. I didn't want to kill you. I'm not happy about killing you. I, you know, wish there was another way to avoid this. But if it's unavoidable and you die, then I have a clear conscience. But I certainly am not going to be jumping up and down and happy about it. Um, yeah, that's what I'd say. And, you know, I, I'm not going to condemn other Christians that support the death penalty because, you know, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that goes into it not just religiously related reasons, but, you know, I understand the case they're making because, you know, it would still technically be justified if, you know, this person is guilty and, you know, our Caesar says they must die, that's the law, then, you know, it's it's not murder, it's justified killing. So if they want to support that, that's fine. Um, I think they would be justified to support that belief. Right, but there's a distinction between the law, like the 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 earthly governmental law and God's law. And so I guess my question really just pertains to God's law. Like, what with the content, with the commandment, "Thou shalt not murder." Like, does does that apply to like d does it kind of happen alongside like earthly governmental decision making uh, in pertaining to killing people? Um, I, I just I guess I'm not understanding where, wherein lies the.
the Ten Commandments are for individuals. We're not talking about capital punishment in the Ten Commandments. We're not talking about self-defense. We're not talking about even just war. What we're talking about is you go out and your neighbor does something you don't like, you are not allowed to kill them. It's pretty simple. Unless that. it's justified. No. It's, it's, it, murder is never justified. Like, I can oh, be really? real mad at Nate, but, it, but I don't get to just, like, behead Nate because he said something I don't like. Like, that's just not a thing. I guess right? I personally don't make a distinction how you manage to go about killing somebody and what the environment is in killing somebody, necessarily. Um, I, I'm just trying to understand wherein that falls. So, like, war. I mean, that's a great example. Why is war special? Why does war not fall into the category of maybe murder, maybe not? Because it's a corporate well, action of, an, of a nation rather than an individual action taken by um, believers or unbelievers that would be judged by a court of law. So when you are... I mean, just war doctrine gets very complicated, but essentially war is going to be a different category than in, than individual action. If I get mad at Nate and I shoot Nate, like that is a different thing than Nate and I are on different sides of a, you know, a national war and he is, you know, Russian and I'm Ukrainian and I shoot Nate. And, you know, that's that's a totally different is, and I mean, it's is also, it you know, there, there is are it different where you and Nate are neighbors and he encroaches on your land and he continually takes more and more land. And you say, well, I'm at war with this guy. No, that's and not a thing. Again, the, no, again. right. The, the, the Old Testament has case law for stuff like that. Like you don't get to just off your neighbor like ever, like it's just not acceptable and it's not covered in that. And the statutes that are in the the Torah, like literally the law giving, are like, hey, what if this guy does this? Well, then, okay, then this is the civil penalty he owns within the context of a civilization with judges and due process. Like, we're not just a bunch of savages that I get to go take my club and bang Nate over the head because he planted his hedge three inches on my property. Like, and that's just not like, a thing. And it's almost like Jesus saw this coming, right? Because he specifically says, like, hey, you know, settle grievances with your neighbors quick. So, uh, you know, you don't get drugged before like some secular judge or magistrate and, you know, have them settle it. Uh, and the Bible talks about how, one, that's embarrassing to have some secular guy that doesn't know anyone have to settle quarrels among you because you can't be reasonable enough to settle it yourself. And two, yeah, I mean, it's like if Jesus says, hey, settle your, uh, settle your quarrels yourself quickly and civilly so you don't go to court, what would happen if someone's like, well, you picked my potato. I'm going to kill you now. Um I mean, that would technically be murder. It's not justified. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that would be, like, so far beyond what Jesus is saying. Like, unless you go to a secular court. So how much worse would it be if you just, like, you know, beheaded Nate um, than going to a secular court? So, you know, the Bible does a really good job of covering all these bases, uh, either because it's, it's just a really good coincidence or almost like it was divinely inspired. You look at – you look at – sorry to beat this dead horse there. You go back to David – I mean, David was, uh, he was like a shepherd, right? So, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't an active soldier. He left his shepherdhood, went to the king and said, hey, I'll take this guy out. So, I mean, is, 
is he all of a sudden commissioned now as a soldier and yes. his killing of Goliath is not uh, is not considered murder? Correct. Because well, besides what that is we're on an entire... Well, well, yeah, besides the fact that we're in a completely different category now, like we were talking about apples, now let's talk about oranges. So note that. Secondly, he literally put him in all of his armor and said, go fight this guy for the army of right. Israel. Go ahead, Chris. Right. We all just know that the armor doesn't make you a soldier, right? I mean, the guy's a shepherd. He's not a trained killer. Dude, Wait, no so training one was matters? trained back then. They were literally citizen soldiers, like everybody. There was no such thing as a standing there was, army. There was, yeah, there was it's militias clear, there. It's clear, it's clear Bob, Bob, you haven't read First Samuel chapter 17, have you? Because if you have, you'll notice it was David's uh, idea for him to go out there and for it was him to his do idea. it. Yeah. No, it was for sure. Okay. I don't so. get to dictate, oh, I'm a soldier today or I'm a shepherd tomorrow. Well, yes, you well, do. You did, so. In that culture, yes, you do. <laughs> so when Nate's encroaching on your land and you're saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to war with him, I'm going to go get him. I'm going to put my armor on. That would be normally the first thing you would do after being anointing as anointed as a king as he was in 1 Samuel chapter 16. If you read from 7 all the way to 24, he was anointed as king. And normally, as one who's anointed as king, the first thing you would go out to do is wage war against your enemy who's seeking to kill you and kill your nation. Well, that's exactly what David did in the very next chapter, just like when Christ was anointed by the Spirit at his uh, baptismal uh, high priestly <clears throat> inauguration. He then went out to do what? To go to the wilderness and wage war against the true Goliath, Satan. That is an astute observation. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to read uh, my Samuels here. Good idea. Anyway. But regardless, if someone is encroaching on your land, do not kill them. Because right. it's not killing, it would be murder. <laughs> let's let's not murder people, kids. Um, I mean, that's, I wanna, that's the hey, official position. That's the official position of Ask a Christian is do not murder people. Yes. I think that's an easy one, right? You could think. I think I have a, a, a more modern day. You know, we have a, a group or a person who thinks, you know, and we know abortion is, is wrong, but going out and bombing abortion clinics and killing the doctors and the nurses is not the justified way, according to Christ. We fight it the legal way, you know, a, you know, banning abortion or ministering to those people that are performing the abortions and those that are going to get the abortions. So, you know, we don't go out and bomb their clinics. We don't go out and kill those people that are doing it or, you know, committing it. We, we minister to them. That's the law of Christ. And that's where, you know, the line draws is we are in Christ. And, and that's the difference between David, you know, and Christ. Welcome, Andrew. How are you? Good morning, buddy. Yeah, I just a uh, little there just uh, sparked me. I had to I had to comment. It's good to see everybody. Um, How many people so, have you killed today? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, you might be the first, Nate. No, I'm joking. Um, so, <laughs> I, Tom Rabbit's been doing excellent. He's been clipping some good stuff recently. I see he's got quite a compilation of me. Um, so I guess uh, w with what she just said there, so we obey God rather than man. So if somebody was 
torturing a baby in your front yard, um, you would go out and, and, and presumably interfere if you didn't get the authorities. Let's just say you couldn't. You would presumably interfere, even to the point of killing the person. Um, I've always wondered what the distinction is between that and them just basically sanctioning it, ripping the, the you know, we'll just say late term abortion um, inside of a building that's being sanctioned by the government. Uh, why aren't people intervening, in, inter, interfering or intervening regardless of what the government does? Who cares about some, the laws? Some do. We do. Yeah, yeah. And, we and, go and why, out why and we minister in front of the abortion. Sorry, Andrew. We minister in front of the abortion clinics. We fight it legally. You know, you look at some of the abolitionist laws that are trying to be produced and introduced into these different states as much as we can, you know, but informing people, shouting about it, telling about it, how evil it is, you know, these are ways that we can combat it without killing each other over it. You know, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, some of these abortionists or, or some of these abolitionist laws that are coming out, I think people should be held accountable, should go to prison, should go to jail, you right. know, and be adjudicated for this murder. I agree right. with that. But right. I don't agree with groups going out and bombing abortion clinics and killing, you know, the doctors well, and things like that. Right. Well, bear with me here a little bit. What's the distinction? Okay, so someone's ripping the fingers and, and off of a, a, a an infant in your front yard, or let's just say on the sidewalk. Let's do public property. Okay, ripping the fingers off of an infant, and you cannot get a hold of the authorities. Let's just say communications are down, so we're not going to go that route. Now, you are the you are a person who can intervene. You have a weapon. You can do something. Are you going to act on that person who is ripping the fingers off of an infant? I can act. I don't have to kill them. I can walk yeah. over, take sure. the infant sure. out of their hands, sure. give medical attention to the infant. If the dude then tries to attack me in yeah. some way and I'm afraid for my life, then it becomes self-defense. If I see somebody yeah. doing something wrong and I walk up and shoot them in the head, it is still murder despite whatever they're doing. Again, we have laws oh. for these situations. Wait, wait, wait. wait. And, and, Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying it's murder? Whoa. Okay. So hold on. So if the person, let's just say they're on a little trolley cart, you can't do that, Chris. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get around around that, that, that whole thing about you're gonna go up and try to stop him, and he's gonna attack you, and then you can kill him because self defense. We'll get around that. So he's, he's evading you, and he's ripping the fingers off. The only way you can stop him, the only way you can stop him, is shooting him. Because That's the only a, way. Because he's a sprinter. Yeah, no, no, we're gonna put it. Okay. He's on. Yeah, and, and you're on your question. Question. Yeah, if 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 yeah, there yeah. if there's an if there's an innocent being absolutely uh, tortured and murdered and all uh, would be murdered, definitely being tortured, all this other stuff, and uh, I would do like I have absolutely zero tools available to me. There, I'm standing like five feet from the guy. For some reason, I may not have arms or legs, but I have the ability to pull a trigger um, or kill him with my mind. Um, and basically, in the most absurd possible scenario where I have zero other option, if I do nothing, this innocent person is tortured to death and murdered unjustifiably by this person. Um, the only option I have is to sit there and watch it happen or 
do, flip a switch and this guy dies, which would prevent this innocent from being tortured, murdered. Yes, I would do that and I would be justified. Yeah, However, in this, in, in this incredible, incredible hypothetical for the ages, um, that will just never in reality happen. So then we have to follow the continue, you know, like the escalation of force. And that's what Chris yeah. said, and that's what I agreed to. Hang on. You made a lot of points. Um, yeah, yeah. I just want to respond. First of all, um, assuming, you know, you are someone who is, is pro-life and, you know, would, would stop these abortion people, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so if that's the case, are you coming to us now outside your picket line at Planned Parenthood? Um, or is this just, you know, for talk? Because um, I understand. It's also how much time do we have in a day? Even if there are people who actively are involved in legislature and picketing abortion clinics and protesting and all this stuff, they can't do it 24 hours. So then at what point do you have – it could get ridiculous. At what point do you go eat dinner? At what point do you take your kids to school? At what point do you live the rest of your life? Also, while doing this, the last thing I'd say maybe is um, you know, we're all the body of Christ. Some are hands, some are feet, some are eyes, some are ears. So one person, like perhaps you, the way you're making this case – should be out protesting um, abortion clinics, preventing doctors from walking in to do their jobs, standing in their way, peacefully blocking them. Um, while another person, uh, you may be like, legislation, no, my fight's here in the streets. That may be for you because you're a hand. Uh, someone who's a legislator may be a lo lobbying their congressman or something like that to do legislation and laws to ban abortions. And that may be because they're, you know, they're fingers writing on pins. So everyone, you can't be doing every single thing at every single time we're all parts of the body of Christ. So I would say that. And then there may be other people who post on social media to raise awareness. So um, anyway, that, that would answer your question. No, that was excellent, Nate. And I appreciate that very much. I appreciate what you said. I, I'm glad that you dealt with the hypothetical straight on. Um, now, I, it, it being absurd, I think, uh, you know, because I've talked about this so extensively before, and, and we've modified it to where it's not as absurd. It's it's just you have to do something. You intervene. The, the the point of this is, no, I'm not I'm not in the clinic right now. I'm not doing that right now. But I will tell you this. I'm extremely pro-life, uh, almost almost to the point where I, there, there's zero exception. Um, maybe, maybe for the life of the mother, maybe. And that's only if you know for certain for certain. And I don't even know how you would know that because God can intervene and things can happen and uh, you can have a completely healthy child and mother. And I, I've seen that happen in my actually own family. So I, I just I, I I'm, I'm yeah, I'm extremely pro-life and I just don't understand the argumentation that, oh, well, the government has made it legal. And I've just always wondered about this when it hit me. I don't know, maybe a year ago or, or maybe a little less than I was like, this is kind of a bizarre way to argue to say, well, the government has sanctioned ripping the limbs and the heads off of babies. So therefore, we're just going to do the legal route of trying to disarm that as opposed to stopping it in any other context um, because we obey God rather than man. It's just really strange to me. Well, that, and I, I don't well, I don't I'm, I've never heard a persuasive response. Never. But well, I, but, I mean, but, but I appreciate what you said. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the most persuasive response I can make. I mean, uh, if God doesn't want abortion and Christians agree with that and Christians don't want abortion and you want to like physically get involved and prevent abortions from happening, there's not going to be anyone to physically prevent abortions from happening because every time someone to the level of which you may be talking about does something to physically prevent abortions from happening, they're going to be arrested. And eventually uh, they may get a couple times and slaps on the wrist where, in which you know they're told not to go do that again and they will go do that again. Eventually, after the second or third time, it's going to get to a place where they're going to be physically locked up and they will not have that ability to go do that. So after you, you know, a few years go by, if everyone did as you say, 
there won't be anyone to fight legislation. There won't be anyone to make uh, social media awareness. There won't be anyone to talk about in places like this, because if we all all physically, you know, trespassed, violated Caesar's laws, prevented people from doing their abortions, police would be called. We would be incarcerated and there would be no so, one to fight the abortion on any level. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, and I appreciate that, Nate. So I got, I got to push you back on this. So. It, regardless of what happens to you, it doesn't matter if you go to jail, it doesn't matter if you get put to death, it doesn't matter. You, you just, you, it, regardless of the outcome of intervention, that does not uh, preclude you from the obligation to stop this innocent person from having their life destroyed. If you have the ability to stop it, you should. I, I've right. made the comparison. I've made the comparison. If you're standing, if you're standing in the forest, you see the Nazi getting ready to electrocute 200 Jews, and you have the ability to stop him with a sniper rifle. You're a perfect marksman, and you can kill him. Now it's against the law to do so. You're violating the Nazi law, the German, the the law that's of the land. There, you're violating that. You can't do that. If you do that, you're going to probably get. You're most certainly going to be put to death if they catch you. So I, you know, I've I've I've, I've structured it a couple different ways. But one is is you're going to get caught. And they're going to kill you, certainly going to kill you. But you're going to kill the person and somehow, you know, we'll set the scenario up to where the 200 people will go free. They will not get caught. They will make it to freedom. They'll, you know, get in a little boat and disappear. Right. They're good. They're safe. You're going to die. Should you do it? And most Christians that I've ever asked this or even non-Christians, they'll say, yeah, certainly. You certainly do it. You kill that Nazi, even if it is going to cost you your life because you're saving 200 innocent people. You definitely do it. I, I just, and so, yeah. Andrew, I just fail yeah. to see the value in situational ethics. I really do. Well, like, well, I mean, I'm there, not, there is kidding. no value in situational ethics. All it does is cause us to continue to talk about nonsense that's not a not a thing. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. And, 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 well, Andrew, you, well, you said the ability. Well, it's not practical. So, I mean, okay, there's a couple things that, that make your you know, situational ethics, um, a little problematic. So first of all, it's just not possible, right? So you get, you get like one term. So, you know, if you think like, think of the greater good, think of the more, you know, work for the kingdom of heaven you can do. Uh, you prevent one abortion doctor, which isn't going to prevent him. I mean, unless you're talking about something that like gets into actual murder, which is against God. Um, so, I mean, if you're not going to do that, by the way, don't do that. But if you're just going to go like cause a fuss or pull the power line or, you know, do something that's illegal, but you would say necessary because God matters more. Um, you're not going to stop that abortion. Like the cops are going to come, you're going to get arrested and they're going to go ahead and kill the baby anyway. So it's just like, I get the hypotheticals, but you fail to take into account all this stuff. So like, if you have the ability, great, you have the ability to delay an abortion by 15 minutes until you're arrested. And then that baby dies anyway. And now you can't do a greater job for greater good because you have lost your ability to do anything because you're in jail. Um, so, so I would say that. And then also to what degree, like why, why just babies? Why not everything? So, you know, why not elderly people being pushed in front of subway cars? Like, why can't you do that? At a certain point, you have to live. You have to breathe in this world, no matter what you do. And if it's like, if you stop one abortion, why didn't you stop two? Why didn't you stop three? Why didn't you stop four? So, I mean, we could play the opposite of what your situation is, and it's never going to be enough. You will end up like, you, you just can't. So, anyway. And, and I'll also say, like, you know, there's a big difference because out of sight, out of mind. No matter how much people are being murdered and it's real. If it's like, I can't even tell you where a Planned Parenthood is. I have no idea where around me a Planned Parenthood even is because this stuff's out of sight. It's out of mind. Maybe that's bad. But if you see uh, someone getting murdered right in front of you, you, you walking down the road, that's hard to ignore. Whenever you, you know, like, you know, this stuff happens wherever 
Planned Parenthood or these clinics are, it, it you, you're more detached because it's like, well, I don't even know where this is. Like, yeah, it's happening. It's bad. I'll vote against it every time I get a chance. But, you know, to go picket or protest, which, again, by the way, by your own situational thing, you're saying you should be there now doing that. And if yeah. you're not, why is that? I'm not going to condemn you for it because I understand you're, you know, you have to live your life and there's only so much you can do. But it sounds like your own words, like you should definitely be out there right now doing this. You're condemned by your own words. So yeah, if you're I, not I, out I'm, there right now, maybe let this topic go. Yeah, I'm just waiting for – well, no, I'm waiting for some kind of preventative counterargument to the argument that people should be. And I, and I just haven't heard it. I mean I agree it's a serious thing. That's why I would be hesitant to just jump on board. But I haven't heard yeah. anything. And, and I have more – I'll, I'll you get you a then. list for your pro- local area where you can go and protest and minister to those people no, if you would like. No, no, I can help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, little dude. Just so you know, I'm I'm quite active on fighting abortion, and and certainly, um, I've made my stance very clear to people who know me. Um, you know, I'm I'm certainly pro-life, like across the board. But, but yeah. So I, I there's there's much there's much that I could say in in response to what Chris said and to what you said, Nate. But I'm not going to just because you know I appreciate you and I know you're you're, you know, I think it's a very interesting topic and I think it's very important. And I, I, I don't like to preclude it with much else. I mean, I think it really is a good topic, but I, it's your room, man, and I appreciate you. Um, I, I like what you're saying, Nate. I think there's some issues with what you responded, with, like how you responded. But, you know, I love you, buddy. Um, and, we, and, we... Well, well, I appreciate that. I would just say one more thing, and maybe you don't even need to answer this, but I, I mean, I'm sure I know what you'll probably say. But, I, I mean, one more thing is ultimately, if the goal is eternal life with our creator and our second goal is to tell as many people possible about that, which again, we have to sleep, we have to eat, we have to breathe. I can't be talking about Jesus 100% of the time or I'll die from sleep deprivation. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, be reasonable. But if that's the ultimate goal, murder is really high up the list. You want to stop murder. That's very, very important. But in the eternal scheme of things, if you stop a murder in 100 years, that kid's going to be dead anyway from old age, if nothing else. Right. So in the eternal scheme, it's like, is it more important? And you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can definitely do both. But would it be more important to cause a scene, have everyone, you know, hate you, hate your God, hate your religion because of the way you're going about preventing these abortions um, in order to, you know, save a life that temporarily because they're you know, going to get murdered anyway? Um, or would it be more important to, I don't know, not not be – and maybe you do this with love. Maybe you somehow lovingly physically prevent someone. I don't see how, but maybe you do. But most people, it's going to leave a very bad taste in someone's mouth. Would it be more important to lovingly, you know, pick up this mess that they've made and talk about Jesus? So even if uh, this murder of a child goes through because you're not willing to, um, you know, prevent it to a point of illegal, causing harm, causing kidnapping or, you know, whatever charge they could put, depending on what you do. um, But you would instead promote Christ. So hopefully that baby uh, whether they live or die is in heaven, as long as perhaps the mother, the doctor, the secretary, all these other people, because in 100 years, everyone's dead. It would be more important to humbly preach the gospel and get all these people eternal life the, rather than prevent an abortion temporarily, because they're just going to turn around and go get that baby killed anyway, and also hate you and your God for it. Well, anyway, well, that's just something to think about. Okay, let, let me just get a final um, response then, uh, and I'll call good. So um, it, the kind of society that that we're promoting to where we basically sanction the shedding of innocent blood uh, complicitly or explicitly uh, or implicitly. Um, it's, 
for instance, uh, in the state that I'm in, I, I donate, sorry, um, I pay taxes. Part of that taxes, part of those taxes go to Planned Parenthood and, and, and go to abortion. That is what happens. And um, to me, that is just unacceptable. And w- there really is no justification for it. And really what it is, is I don't want to go to jail. Okay. It's, it's self-preservation, which actually is, is it, to me, it's not, it, I don't think that's an acceptable uh, excuse or justification for not doing something about that. I think it's pretty gross that we're all investing uh, in the. Um, well, unless you have your in, own business, in, in, you can't prevent it. Can I say something real quick? So, so the last, hang on, the we're going to wanna... come right to you, Sean. Uh, yeah, this ahead, last part, your... this last part, real quick. Um, um, Proverbs, um, um, you know, six things, yet seven things are an abomination. The the shedding, God hates the shedding of innocent blood. And I think that um, I, I hold that babies are innocent. And I think that it is, uh, I mean, what, what, what place should be more protected and safe than in a mother's womb? And we promote either through our tax dollars or by just sitting around and not doing anything about it. And I'm not saying that, you know, protesting isn't doing something. It is. I do that myself, but not not picketing, although I support that as well. But I think that it is just it's just it's just such an abomination. And so I, I there's so much to say. Um, but, yeah, I'll leave it there. Nate. I no one disagrees that it's an abomination, but we yeah. pay taxes just yeah. like the just like the Jews paid taxes to have the Romans oppress them like and yeah. and kill innocent Jews constantly. I mean, like yeah. this idea that we don't pay taxes because somebody's going to do something unrighteous with them is not okay, what I the New Testament to, I teaches. Yeah, so I have to respond to that. Say, say 50% or 75% of your taxes uh, went to lining Christians up and shooting them in the head. Only Christians. Are you going to pay the taxes? Yes, because the New Testament wait, commands me well, to okay, pay the taxes. And, and I'm, I'm determined to go to Sean right after this, so this will be the last point on this. And please, God, I hope you have a different topic, Sean. But um, you, you act like it's a choice. So besides, you know, God saying, give to Caesar what Caesar's, and, you know, we, we're commanded to pay taxes. Unless you own your own business and it's up to your honor code to pay taxes, you don't have a choice. So most of the most of the country does not have a choice. So if I'm like, yeah, I don't want to pay taxes. I, I'm totally not going to pay taxes. And then I get my paycheck and it's like, well, I, I totally am refusing to pay taxes. Yet those taxes are gone because my employer did it. And then if I'm like, well. I don't, I don't want to pay taxes. Well, the only way you can do that is quit your job and not make money because most of the country, you know, if, if you work for a person, they're automatically taking out taxes. You can't refuse to pay taxes. The only way you can refuse well, you is can not having to. Uh, no, yeah, uh, Sean. Sean. I was, I'm sorry. I just, Sean. I've been listening to this. I've got to say something because it's on my heart right now. Nate, please, please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, what I'm getting out of what you're speaking, you're saying it's better to sit on this app and talk to a Muslim to try to convert him to Christianity than it is to go to Planned Parenthood and voice your opinion to try to save the baby. Am I wrong in that? Yes. So at the end of the day, this Muslim is so stuck in his ways, he's got a reprobate mind. And at the end of the day, you you failed to convert him. He's also going to be condemned to hell. The baby dies. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see how uh, one is greater than no, the you're, other. No, your, your premise is wrong. No, no, none of that. So, for example, you can go try to prevent abortions um, and be obnoxious in the fact that you know you're, you're violating laws, right? I get it. God's laws matters, man's laws don't. But I'm saying this this was the crux of my argument. 
you're going to an, two people are going to an abortion clinic, right? Uh, me and you go to an abortion clinic. You are determined at all costs, short of maybe murder, you're going to physically prevent this abortion from happening. You see a mother who, by the way, could be there for a checkup, so you don't know. But let's just say this one's very, very uh, pregnant and very much like she's like, I'm going to get an abortion. Ah, I'm getting, it's my abortion birthday. Yeah. So, like, you know, she's there for an abortion. Uh, me and you are walking up and we see this person going in. You run up, start screaming. She's, you know, a terrible sinner. She shouldn't do this. Abortion is murder. Um, you see the doctor, like, you know, getting out of his car. You go, like, take his briefcase, you know, push him back, like, physically. I do, apologize. I do apologize, Nate. I didn't hear all that. I do apologize. Let me take it back. Cause I, I, I would say you should definitely say something against abortion for sure. It's not well, let, a, let me, a, like, you know, let me yeah. just finish. I think this will help. Yeah. So you're that person, right? So you've automatically turned everyone against you, your message, God. You've pushed everyone away uh, because of your actions. And all you've done is prevent that abortion as long as it takes for the cops to get there, arrest you, and she gets the abortion anyway, versus the guy standing right next to you who's like, ma'am, are you sure you want to do this? Can I please talk to you? Do you have a couple minutes? Let me tell you why I think this is bad. I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm not going to like force you to not do it. I, I'm not going to do that, but I would really like you to give me some time, and maybe she'll listen. Um, if okay. she's not, she's like, F you, F you, blah, blah, blah. Then you know, you're there on the outside. You're talking to the doctors. You're not physically doing anything. You're civilly, calmly, passionately preaching about why it's wrong, why you shouldn't do that, why God wants better for you. And then ultimately, if that still fails and the mother comes out and you contact this mother again or you get in contact with her, got to mute your request, you got a lot of feedback. But if you find this mother again and she's like, Shauna, yes, say me to you, you're getting a lot of feedback. And then you find that mother again. And like so many do, she's freaking out because she's like, oh, my God, I've murdered my kid. What have I done? Instead of being that guy that's like, yeah, see, you're going to burn in hell. Ah, you shouldn't have done that. God hates you. You should be like, look, I, I understand. I understand you're confused. You're conflicted. You did it. There is still a better way. There is forgiveness. Repent. Turn to God. God will heal you. God will forgive you. God will pick up the pieces of your broken, shattered heart. It's unfortunate you didn't do that sooner. Anyway, Sean, that's the two people. Same situation. One leaves the door open to God. Okay, I didn't. Much closes that door. Like I said, I apologize. I didn't hear that first part. I didn't hear that first part. I heard the little back end of it. And I was like, wait, is he trying to justify the fact that you're not trying to save the? Okay, so yes, of course, you would not go out of your way to go tackle the doctor, assault the doctor. I know, I, I, I didn't hear that. So I do apologize. I want to correct myself. I didn't hear that portion. But yes, you should absolutely go to the clinic, try all measures to try to, you know persuade them in love the same way that you would try to persuade a person following a false god in love and just showing them the evidence and proof and and all that for sure i i agree with you there i didn't hear that first part i was like wait why is this guy trying to justify one and saying that like at the end of the day i think you should do both like i think us as christians should do both oh yeah and you know what also the same thing right the situation um is the same. Like, you know, this is the general idea for Christian living, right? Like all the epistles talk about it, how Christians should live, how the temperament should be. So even if you have that hard-hearted Muslim, uh, you know, do you want to be one of the people and I mean, you know, click on a room, you're going to find all, all types, but do you want to be someone that's like, Chris, cover yours for a minute. Do you want to be someone that's like, you're so ignorant. Your God's a demon. You're going to burn in hell forever. Ah, ha, ha. I'm going to pray for you to burn in hell. Um, or do you want to be someone like, look, man, I think you got, you, you've gone astray. You've got some serious errors. I can show these errors to you. I hope you consider these, you know, with all the love in my heart, I believe there is a hell. And if you aren't alive in Christ, that's where you will be. 
I legitimately care about your soul. Consider this. Uh, pray to Jesus. He will save you. He will forgive you. Uh, you know, you can get all types of temperament. So do you want to be someone that you identify as someone whose heart is hard, they're alienated from God, they don't care, they would kill you if they had a chance? Um, or do you want to be someone that, you know, still, even though you recognize they are hard-hearted and they're probably not going to change sort of divine intervention, um, you're still going to talk to them in such a way that doesn't put a further wedge between them and God, but like leaves the door open where perhaps at some point in the future they will still consider it and they don't remember that jerk of a Christian who just pissed them off to where they can't even get past their hate for you to consider this God. And, you know, with God, all things is possible. But it's the same scenario. It's just how you go about it, how you treat people, you know, and as far as, you know, the Bible says, as much as depends on you, live at peace with all people. So you could disagree all day long and still be peaceful. But uh, Wraith King, or Wraith Knight, you've been here for a while. What's up, Wraith? Are you speaking? Question, comment, topic of interest? Three, two. No, I mean, I, I just wanted to chime in and basically say, like, Planned Parenthood does a lot of good for women too, like prenatal care. So we should support them. Just because they do one thing you don't agree with, how about all of the things that they do that you should be supporting? That's like four percent of their business, dude. Their main business is abortion, and there are tons of other places that do prenatal care far better than them. They have dirty clinics. They're just scummy places. They're eugenics. Like, I mean, they're placed purposefully in neighborhoods to destroy black and brown people. It's an evil organization. They do no good. Um, they are, they, they need to be eradicated. And I don't mean like, you know, we were talking about murder. I don't mean like all the people. I mean, like the organization itself needs to be put out of business. And there are far better businesses and better doctors that do prenatal care testing all the other stuff that they claim to do but they don't actually do not in poor neighborhoods but if you honestly think that four percent is the most of their majority i don't understand the, how you do math uh i want to know what's what's the better doctor what's the better uh, what? doctor what you said that there's far better doctors that do prenatal care. What's the better doctor? The one who doesn't try to murder the child in your room is the better doctor. They don't, don't even offer it's not all what Planned Parenthood does. Yeah, like, yeah, guys, yeah, I mean, it's that's, that's gotta stop. Of yeah, 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 being, I, I want to make a statement. I want to make a statement. I gotta stop, man. Like, this is ridiculous. The idea. Why do you get to make a statement? Who are you? All right, never mind. Chris, go ahead. Later, you can, dude. Give your little extreme. Hang, give your extreme on, Republican I, I hear, views. Hang, hang on, hang on. I want to. You can give your extreme Republican hang, conservative I, views. I, I, I'm hey, not going to. Tight. I would like to hear your statement. I have a feeling what you're going to say, which is like you know detrimental to you know probably your own neighborhood, but I would like to hear what your statement is, as long as it's not like two minutes. You said it's detrimental to my own neighborhood. I said probably, but that's why I want to hear it to see if I'm right or wrong. Okay, like I said, you guys are conservative Republicans. You guys are willing now, to say statements like that. You don't even know any of us. Yeah, he, but he could assume he could assume about my neighborhood, right? I should know before I made my statement, which goes right. All right, I gave you a chance. My goodness, you know what? If I was in a room that I identified as hostile, which I think, as far as clubhouse goes, we're pretty darn peaceful and fair, even if we completely disagree with people, uh, except maybe Chris. If I was in a room that I pegged as hostile to me, and then they said uh, I was ranting and raving, and I'm like, oh, I want to make a statement. I want to make a statement. And the moderator is like, okay, you know what? I want to hear you. As long as you don't make a two-minute statement, go ahead and say like the sentence or two you wanted to say. 
I wouldn't then continue to be like, you're this, you're this, you don't like me, you don't like that, that, that. I would shut my mouth to that line of thinking, and I would open my mouth to the freedom the moderator blessed me with to say my point. Why people don't hey. do that? The offense is so great. I don't I, – I, at this point, I don't even care what he was going to say. But goodness, it's like a hey, child when they, they, when they beg and beg and beg, and they finally get their way. Sean, I don't know why you keep unmuting when I mute you. You have feedback. I'm in the middle of speaking. Uh, but when I was a child, I remember I would beg and beg and beg for my parents to do something or let me do something or give me candy or something. And they would say no and no and no. And I was like, bah, 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 being a petulant little punk. And finally, because I was a jerk and they gave in, they would say, okay, fine. At that second, like immediately, I stopped my complaining and whining ways and I, I just ran. If they said it was go to a friend's house, if they said it was watch TV, whatever I wanted that they finally caved to and gave me, I immediately stopped my protest and ran with the permission I'd just been given. So why is that now people will do that same petulant behavior, and when someone gives them what they want and says, you know what, talk, just talk, say what you want to say, instead of taking that freedom and making their flipping point – they want to have this persecution complex and be like, you don't like me. You won't let me talk. You won't let me talk. I'm like, the second someone says, you know what? Talk. Talk. It is, that is the question. Steph, let's start with you. Why the heck is that, Steph? Is it people fighting their own self-interest? Why do people do that? If you're speaking, I'd love to hear your take. Or Chris, what's your take, Chris? Anyone? Answer that question. Answer, why is that? Yeah, well, I just wanted to say, Nate, I'll claim tight. Uh, he's actually Good a recent Lord. convert. He's a recent convert from atheism, um, which is actually really cool. But I, but I will say, uh, yeah, no, it's lame. Uh, I, I understand what you're saying. That's that's like when someone's given the chance to speak, why don't they speak and not, you know, sit, not go on about how they've been mistreated? I understand that. Um, but I, you know, I'm not saying that particular with Nate there or with uh, tight there. I mean, I, I feel bad that little exchange just happened. But um, maybe he'll maybe he'll give him another chance out of the graciousness of your heart, all right, Nate, and uh, he'll behave himself hopefully. Um, maybe. Uh, as a side note, as a side note, I just want to say, Albie, you're looking pretty healthy there, buddy, and uh, it's like you're getting younger. Are you with fat? Well, no, actually, I'm saying he's actually uh, he's 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 like a fine wine, Albie. Uh, nothing 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 bad there. I'm just saying. You're I don't know what this bromance is about. It's getting yeah. You're taking care, you're taking care of yourself, buddy. And it's good. It's good to see that. Um, so so in the mood all I would say is, yes, I've interacted with Tightcaster before. Um, Tightcaster is a recent convert to Eastern Orthodoxy, not Christianity. There's a difference. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not, if someone's going to claim that Christ rose from the dead out of their mouth and that they are now believers, uh, that that took place, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. I, I, I don't know where Nate's at on this. It would be interesting to hear. So I noticed that Calvin. So Mormons, so Mormons are cool then. So Mormons are Christians. No. How about Jehovah's Witnesses? They're Christians. No, but what oh. I'm saying is. Oh, okay. No, no, so maybe no, you should no, study no, more. No, Andrew, finish your point, Andrew. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no that they're not. But what I'm saying is, is you saying that they aren't? I, I don't go there. I, and so it, him claiming him him willing to vocalize. That he is now convinced, he has been persuaded, he believes that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and he's no longer an atheist. I want to support that and not detract from it. And I think saying what you say, which which other Calvinists do too, uh, you're not a Christian. 
you're not a Christian. Um, I'm not. Yeah. What do you think, Nate? Uh, well, what I think I, I generally agree with Chris, however, uh, well on, on this thing, like who's a Christian, who's not since, you know, I've already shown my ignorance of like Eastern Orthodox, like saints and you know, what, uh, what the requirements are to become a saint in Eastern Orthodoxy versus Catholicism and all the other orthodoxies. It's just like Mormonism, right? So like if someone doesn't know the finer workings, that would really be something that I'd be like, oh, you can't be a Christian to hold that position. Since I don't know that, it's not my job to know that. What it is my job to know, it's like, you know, when, when people like study uh, counterfeit money, like in the FBI, the once once great FBI, um, should have never been, by the way. Anyways, whenever, whenever they like train their agents to study counterfeit money, they let them play with the real money first, and then they like slip in a counterfeit. And once they see a counterfeit, they instantly know it. So it's like they may not know every counterfeit until they really know it. So until you like dig down into someone's, theological views and you're like oh okay now that's a really problem that's a really big problem so someone's just like i'm this or i'm that if i don't if all i know is what i claim to be the real money the real thing the like you know way jesus says you must be saved then i'll say that and if they agree with that then i don't care about the other stuff because i don't need to know that so they know it and it's ultimately between them and god so if I'm like, look, are you saved by grace through faith, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, virgin birth, Jesus is God, Jesus is divine, uh, you know, through death, burial, resurrection, you ask him to make you born again, save you, forgive your sins, give you eternal life. And, you know, we're all talking about the same Jesus. We're talking about the guy in the Bible, that Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. That's the correct Jesus, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so anyways, those fundamental Christian things that Jesus says you must get right to be saved, um, if we're on the same page of that, then great. That's what you need. If you identify yourself after that, as far as Catholic, which based on what I said, you may not, but still, if you're like, yes, I believe everything you said, but I'm a certain type of Orthodox, or I'm a certain type of this, or I'm a certain type of that, that I have no idea what it is because I've never heard of it, then I'll treat you as a brother in Christ unless I can't. So if I then learn something that's like so far that would mess up those things that you cannot mess up, I'll be like, oh, that's a problem. But if you're like, no, I'm a Catholic. I totally believe that, you know, it's we're saved by grace through faith. I'm like, well, maybe you don't know what a Catholic is, but, you know, if you believe that, then then sweet. So anyways, that's that's the that's the stance I take. Um, I, I tell them what I believe they must know. And if they're good with that and we're all talking about the same stuff, then I'll treat them like a Christian until I can't. So then if they start talking about, well, I believe all that stuff. But, you know, I also play to, de- play to demons. I'll be like, oh. Well, well, then I, I can't treat you as a brother or sister in Christ because all that stuff that, you know, we we said we're on the same page. Y- you've managed to go ahead and mess that up. Um, anyways, I don't know if that if that answers your question, but. Um, yeah, I think I think he affirms everything you said there. The only thing you might not that, that Chris might want to drive is something maybe like works. There might be some works issues going on there, but I don't but I don't think he. He might just like say, you know, uh, he, he might just say faith without works is dead. And well, he has a propensity make, to, you know, I'll talk about Chris's if he wasn't here. I mean, he has a penchant for, you know, if someone says, you're, I'm Eastern Orthodox. No, you're not. You're, or, you're not a Christian. You're a heretic and you'll be damned to hell. Well, I mean, we don't know that guy. What if they're like a Christian in every sense of the word and, you know, unbelievable as it may be, they have a complete under, misunderstanding of Eastern Orthodox teachings. And they're like, no, no. And then Chris talks to him after he's alienated him for two hours. And he's like, bro, you're not right. Eastern Orthodox at all. You're a Christian. Uh, that's called Christian. That's called a disciple of Christ. And I mean, the chances of that happening are very slim. But I mean, in the interest of never saying never, that's that's how I hedge. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's the right approach. I agree. 
uh, let's see who is uh, King. What's up, King? Uh, Chris, I don't know. Do you want to d- defend yourself? <laughs> Not like you need to. Don't no, I'm good. Don't let Chris. Was that was that fair, Chris? Am I a bad Christian, or was that fair? That's fair. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> um, shoot you because we have a disagreement based on our because murder is wrong. We got murdered. Yeah. Uh, King, what's up, King? Are you speaking, King? Oh, and one other thing, I just blame Steph for everything. I do too. So we're, we're we're in agreement. Were you here when we elevated Steph to? Um, yeah, you were, right? Like priestess or prophetess, like slum, slum lordess prophetess or priestess? Reincarnated, uh, Ellen, uh, 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 G. Ooh. <laughs> All right. All right, Rags, you've been up here a couple times. Uh, sorry, we haven't got to you yet. What's up, Rags? Do you want to say anything about anything? Uh, not at the moment. I'm just, I was just listening. I was going to comment earlier about the, uh, the self-defense thing or the killing an innocent. Um, I don't want to go back there if it's if it's going to start that back up again, but that's all I was going right. to do earlier. Uh, what about you, Ultimate? Anything on your mind? Question, comment? Yes, sir. What's up? Can you hear me? What's up? Yes, what's on your mind? What's up, Lil D? Oh, Krishna, you be in the... Oh, I thought you just be in the audience. Okay. Yeah. You be talking something? <laughs> Okay. My question is uh, who is the only through God? Is it the Father, as Jesus said, or is it the trying God are the Christians pretend? God is God. If you somehow manage to separate the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there is no God and nothing exists. My question, we don't have this conversation. Yeah. Don't be thrown at me now. Don't don't act funny. Don't act smart. I'm going to destroy you. You heard my question. Okay, before you destroy me, buddy, <laughs> I'm not being funny. Now I am. I'm not being funny. I'm not being smart. Please spare your wrath and don't destroy me. Let me repeat what I said again. All right. Hey, what did he say, Nate? I okay. didn't hear it. What did he say? Because he thought I was like mocking him on my answer or something, which I wasn't. So again, good God. Uh, no, Ty, we're gonna what come did right he say he was going to do? I didn't hear what he said he was oh, going to do. He said he was gonna, his, his going to, his wrath was going to destroy me or something like that. His wrath was going to destroy us. <laughs> he plays her on. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So what happened was, you know, he asked a question and he thought I was mocking him, which I'll repeat my answer. It was not a mock at all. It's a legitimate answer. But uh, uh, anyway, then he thought I was mocking him, and he was telling me not to mock him like that because he is so smart and I'm so dumb, he will destroy me with his logic. Or, like, literally, if he can find me. Good luck. Self-defense. God bless. Anyway, so the answer I actually gave, he said, you know, which god is it? Is it, is it this god or is it the trinity god? Is it the triune god that, you know, us dumb Christians believe in? And my answer was it, there is one god, and it is, it is the Christian god, the, the triune god. And there's no way to separate them. So I said, if you're able to somehow separate the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, there is no God and nothing exists. This earth doesn't exist. This world doesn't exist. We don't have this conversation because you cannot separate the Father, Son, and Spirit because they are all the very same one and only God. That's the answer. Uh, That's where he thought I was mocking him and he is going to destroy me. But... Anyway, so I guess that's as far as we go. So the question is, there is one God. It's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
uh, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus as God, Colossians 3, Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God, Philippians 2, Jesus being in very nature God, didn't take advantage of this. He lowered himself to the form of a servant. Before Abraham was, I am the very same God. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, not three gods, not some other finagling of gods, one God. Um, anyway, Ty, welcome back. I Hello. Hello. Yeah, so uh, I hope I'm not going to get interrupted. Um, I did not say I was mistreated, right? I said multiple times, at least when it came to the conversation about when I asked, uh, what does he mean by a better doctor, quote unquote? I just said I did not want to engage because I think you guys are conservative Republicans who take that and make it your religion, right? I never said I was mistreated. I didn't cry about it. I didn't say I want to talk. You said, and I, I'll grant you that, you said that you wanted to hear from me, right? And when I was in the middle of my a statement, someone interrupted me, and I was engaging that person, which can be frustrating at times. I hope you can understand. But if I you're do. willing to have the conversation, I'll have the conversation. So have you made the statement you wanted to make? Yeah, my statement you... was that the idea... Okay. Because that what he was saying was, well... Uh, there's better doctors than the ones I don't even know why I still call them abortion clinics but I'm just going to go with it because that's the term they use there's better doctors than the ones at the abortion clinic I'm in the medical field I know what a doctor is and there is no such thing as going to the abortion clinic and getting a better version of that doctor than saying going to your local hospital right if abortion that's why there's not a lot of if you look at it that's why there's not a lot of OBGYNs and places where they're starting to ban abortions because that's part of their practice. That's part of the whole, that's what they do, right? So when you ban it and then they leave, and I think in one state, I don't remember the one, but in one state, there's like only 50 of them for the whole state now. They, they left hospitals. They left what you call abortion clinics. They left women health clinics, every single version of it, because they can no longer practice their medical field. So they go somewhere where they're more acceptable. Uh, hang on real quick to... I think, okay, thanks for that. Um, what I would say is, first of all, Chris didn't, didn't, maybe it's a conflation. He didn't say doctor. He said like uh, organizations. So he was talking about the plan for as a whole. And Chris, would you oblige? And if you know, answer the question. The question was, what are specifically some names of better institutions uh, that provide these services than Planned Parenthood? Um, Could you throw out some? I'm you know, I'm not involved in the pro-life movement on a daily basis. Little dear is she can give us probably 17 organizations, I would imagine. But my, my other point is that, Tightcaster, why is it such a problem that uh, abortion doctors get admitting privileges in hospitals? Why was that a controversy? Can you explain? Well, okay. One, you know? he, that's what I'm saying. One, he did say doctors. That's why he's going back to abortion doctors. And he's calling them abortion doctors. Yes, there are some doctors. Why, I understand what I'm saying. You my have, okay. question, sir. Why was it a cool. problem that abortion doctors get admitting privileges to hospitals? I don't Answer try to debunk the conspiracy question. theories, man. You're cool. Well, hang on. Cool. That, that's not fair. So I asked him to answer your question. He passed it to Little Deer. Uh, you did say you're in the medical field, and he asked you a question that I'd like to know the answer to. I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's not true. if anyone knows, the question is, Oh, okay, well, then, you know, if someone could, if this is where normally, if anyone cared to continue down this road, we would ask both people to cite their sources and then go from there. So if no oh, one knows, uh, okay. no one, it doesn't matter that much. 
So this is this is my point. He made the claim that it is more difficult for, quote unquote, something called an abortion doctor to get admitted into the hospital. I'm claiming they're all OBGYNs. I don't understand what he means when he says, as an OBGYN, it's hard for me to get admitted into the hospital. There's no such thing called an abortion doctor. Okay, he's interrupting again. So, Chris, are you saying that by abortion doctor, you mean like people who are affiliated with like Planned Parenthood? And if so, then is your question then, why do doctors affiliated with Planned Parenthood have such a hard time getting admitted admittance to hospitals? Would that be your question? No. So the so so here's the thing: is in the regular national news, there has been controversies for years because pro-life states are passing laws saying that abortion mill doctors have to get admitting privileges to local hospitals. Planned Parenthood pushed back on those laws requiring abortion doctors to have admitting privileges to local hospitals because they said it was a way to limit abortion access because most abortion doctors do not have admitting privileges to local hospitals. And if Tightcaster doesn't even know what I'm talking about, he should probably be silent. Well, let's just move on because I'm thinking about self-abortion at this point. Just can kidding, I make a, don't self-abort. Can I make a comment? Uh, I have uh, a yeah, little information on that. Oh, I was gonna say. Okay. Um, I was gonna say is um, my my wife's OBGYN. Her pri- their primary goal isn't abortions. Most OBGYNs are for women's health. The OBGYN that we went to uh, helped give birth to our two girls. So to say that that's the only thing OBGYNs do is wait, a little not, That's not what I said. I wait, he, wait. He was I that's what you said. That's what I he mean. About, he was talking about Planned Parenthood doctors. No, no, no. Hold on. I want to clarify something. What I'm saying is OBGYN care for women health. You are correct. Whether they work for the hospital, whether they work for Planned Parenthood, whether they work for the local ER department, whatever. I don't know if OBGYNs are in ER, but whatever. There isn't, there isn't an idea in the medical field of certain OBGYNs do abortions. Only certain OBG, only the non-Christian ones. This is okay. this is an elective. What I'm saying is this, that when you go through your medical school, Dude. it is not an elective you select to Wait. say, oh, I want to be an abortion doctor. That's not how it Everyone, works. Hang on. Everyone's talking past each other. Um, okay, so first of all, Rags, unless your wife was, talk, was going to a Planned Parenthood for her services, um, that's irrelevant because the specific claim Chris is making is the, the yes, oh. Chris is not saying there are people specifically trained in abortions. That's what they do. That's what they love, chopping up babies. He's saying all OBGYN, oh, oh, all OBGYNs are equal in their medical credentials, training, blah, blah, blah. But OBGYNs who work in these, quote, abortion meals, let's just say Planned Parenthood, the overwhelming majority of what they do just so happens to be abortions versus if you find an OBGYN, like, you know, perhaps rags, unless you went to Planned Parenthood, um, unless like Rag's wife or Steph or, you know, my wife when she was pregnant, our OBGNs were not affiliated with Planned Parenthood. We got them through, you know, another avenue. And the overwhelming majority of their treatment just happens to not be abortion. So the, the focus here is specifically on Planned Parenthood and that type thing. So now we're all on the same page. Okay, Rodney said he had Rodney said he had some information about that. What's up, so, Rodney? So I also just posted an sure, article Chris from the <laughs> from ACOG, which is the obstetrics and gynecology professional 
uh, organization that Tidecaster should be like well aware of if he works in the medical field. Um, and uh, yeah, th- this is their pushback against getting abortion mill doctors admitting privileges to hospitals because they do not generally have them because they work at abortion mills. They're not just regular gynecologists. That's nuts. Uh, Rodney, did I would say, why would they even need this it? or something? Rodney, what's up, Rodney? Hey, thank you very much. Um, yeah, uh, man. Uh, the, uh, the claims have 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 gone kind of past the original. Uh, one thing Tightcaster said earlier was that uh, you know the availability of other uh, clinics that don't specialize in abortion, as as uh, Chris rightly said, Planned Parenthood does, um, is is not available in poor neighborhoods. Just the claim was the claim was uh, was blurted out not in poor neighborhoods right so um and then the conversation uh ensued as far as um what the the majority of what uh the vast majority of what planned parenthood does and and chris you know stated that any of the other services that are non abortion uh, make up about 4% of all that they do. And that's what was originally challenged. And that has moved on because Tightcaster wasn't able to challenge it. What he did was, um, you know, it was, it was just some, uh, brainwash kind of nonsense, um, because it was just a statement that, okay, well now you're all religious Republicans, or at least Chris is, you're a public or you're a Republican who, 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 uh, your, your, your politics is your religion because you stated that, um, statistical fact about what, um, work or sort of, uh, activities Planned Parenthood engages in. So those facts can just be looked up. Don't look at that. Don't overlook that. And don't, don't, uh, allow that, uh, to stand in your mind. I mean, everybody here, don't allow that to stand in your mind that that's just religious right nonsense, uh, because that, that itself is nonsense. Now with regard to like, um, you, you don't have any other options in a, in a poor neighborhood because Planned Parenthood is this great outreach for prenatal care and so forth. That is baloney as well. Uh, he works in the medical, well, I've worked in the medical field too, but you know, not as a doctor or anything, but, um, in, uh, I'm also a dad, right? So I've been to a lot of these neighborhoods. Now, some of these, the question was, what are these other clinics? Right. And, and we've moved beyond that or they moved beyond that. So any clinics like, uh, you know, just, just to, to, to name some clinics that aren't Planned Parenthood that you know, actually just hypothetical, say you've got the clinic on 6th Street or National Avenue Clinic, or then you have university hospitals or hospitals nearby and they'll have uh, Alvarado Hospital Clinic um, or um, uh, in California specifically, you uh, there are other options. There are like these neighborhood clinics, some affiliated with hospitals, where the doctors at the at the clinics actually work in the hospital as well. So they see you at the clinic, and they may or may not, depending on their schedule and availability, be there to deliver your child, but they'll be planning on doing it, right? This is how the setup works usually. Then you have big university hospitals like the University of California um, at uh, – I went to the one at San Diego and they have two main gigantic locations and they tend to have some of the best care, the the best clinics for 
um, prenatal, OBGYN, women's health, because they're research hospitals, training hospitals, they're cutting edge. All right. None of these specialize in abortions. None of these are Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is an entirely different thing. And then the another additional information I wanted to add to that, the very last point here, is that poor neighborhood or not, these are regard these are um these are and there are poor people in all neighborhoods that can't afford to just go to clinics and pay for it out of pocket or even afford to just pay insurance or, or pay insurance through their employer. Yes, I know that. It's out of reach. The fact is that take California example as an example. There are other options. In California, the moment any woman gets pregnant, she has instant um, access to Medicaid, guaranteed. Um, it's, it's super easy to apply. You actually can just go to a clinic and just fill out a, a, a little form and apply right there, and you get guaranteed, and, and, and she gets approved every single time Medicaid uh, for the pregnancy, and then the child will be covered after that. Um, and with that Medicaid, she has a choice of any of these clinics, any of these hospitals, including the um, university hospitals. All right. So it's, it's a myth. It's not true. Or maybe it was an assumption uh, based on an ideology that poor neighborhoods and poor people in poor neighborhoods most of the time don't have options. Um there might be some states where that's the case. I don't know, but just the state, you know, a few of the states and, and the more expensive, one of the most expensive states, California, um, the options are wide open there. Amen, New York. So that's all. Uh, thanks for that. Um, Luke, you haven't said anything. Did you want to say anything about this or another yes. topic or question? Yes, I, I, would, I would like to say here that abortion itself is actual brutal and murder as as a as a general whole and i feel like if if, if people try to debunk that or say that it's not the built the killing of a baby is is brutal because given the fact that it could have developed into an offspring the same percentage that if you give it time it's going to develop into the offspring of, of a baby and we're all beautiful made in the image of God. And if we, if we just cut that off, I feel like the baby should have had a chance of life. And I feel like if, if we're going to say that abortions are right, like someone should show somebody like an actual video of what they do. It's like legit, like murder. Like it's like the babies, it's like they crush the stalls. They do horrible, brutal things. And it's like, and it's um, my point is here is that the abortion is not helping woman, neither is it, because the baby is still an innocent life. And if we're going to take the baby out of the equation, then it's just straight up murder. Because number one, the, it's still on the parent's hands for having the baby, even if it's accidental, even if it's rape, because the baby should still have a chance at life. And if we're just going to cut that out, then that's just brutal, brutal murder at first degree murder. All right, I got, uh, I got tight cast. I got something to ask. Uh, yeah, so uh, actually, so they've done research into things in Planned Parenthood. They they um, they say they offer mammograms and um, also they say they give prenatal care. But that stuff that stuff's been debunked. A lot of them don't even have the mammogram machines at the facilities. Um, not only that is, uh, I ended up like going to protest before in front of a Planned Parenthood because uh, the senator in Philadelphia lambasted and like attacked a bunch of uh, the people and tried to 
that were praying in front of the Planned Parenthood and tried to like uh, get their location. Basically, he he harassed them and tried to dox them. And so there was a big event that go went on, and I was late to the event, and I ended up actually staying after for a while. And there was a woman that was getting an abortion that had to be carried out into a, a the stretcher and go to the emergency room. Let me get an iced coffee. <laughs> Um, well, Andrew, it seems like you found your fellow protester there. Uh, Tycaster, I'll give you the last word, then I got to run. Um, so what's your, uh, you seem a little outnumbered, but what's, what's your actual position? Like you, you um, are pro-choice all the way, uh, you know, do whatever you want, or you're pro-life, but you're just trying to bring some, some different takes to correct the information or correct the record. Like, uh, what's your actual position? Like pro-choice, pro-life, or what? Pro-life. Tight. 100% pro-life. No doubt in my mind. To be clear, you're answering for Tightcaster? No, I'm just saying my point, because tight. Oh, no, I was asking Yeah, we, we know everyone else's point. I was just asking for Tightcaster. I was just curious. And I guess this will go unanswered. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, what a, what a li lively discussion today. So, uh, well... Well, well, Can I I'm chime not, in I'm not, really quick? So, Rap, you're saying that I'm confused. I'm not confused. I know what abortion is. I know what that is. And I know that a, a, a fetus is Latin for offspring. Offspring means baby. And my point is, is just because it's, 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 it's developing. And if you just cut off that stage, then it's, it's just pretty much just brutal murder. Because in the same sense, a butterfly... When it grow, a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, then it grows until it becomes a butterfly. In the same sense, if you, it's going to develop. It could have been a fully life baby, but if you just brutally murder, it's not going to have a chance at life. Can you uh, define Rachel? abortion for us? Because I think you're confused. The killing of an innocent life. Wrong. What's abortion your is defined as the termination of a pregnancy. And medically, Which is a baby. Oh my. no, a baby's already born. But medically, what? Okay, so uh, what? What considers wait, life? Wait, what wait, 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 wait. Hang on, I, I don't have time for this. I just want to know where you're going. Wraith, is it fair to say that if we talk about, well, it's it's really an embryo or it's a cute little baby zygote and it's not real life? Like, is, is that where we're going? Because I would be no. inclined to agree with. Well, I, I, sorry, yeah, I mean, you know, should have got here an hour earlier. I really have to go. Um, but I mean, I would so be inclined bigger... to say that. Yeah, so my seconds. bigger point was when they say crushing the skull, he's talking about a stillborn removal. The baby is already dead at that point when they do that. That is no. not a normal abortion. Those are no. rare. Oh, well, well no. it, it may not be. Yeah, um, yeah it, no, okay, Chris. everyone stop. Okay, everyone stop. I just, I have to go. Um, unless someone wants to keep this going, I, every time I ask, they leave like flies. I'll um, keep it going. But give Steph a green bean. You can mod me if you want to, Nate. That's fine. Oh, okay, let me bring you back up, Wraith. I moved you just so I could say the last thing, but if it's going to keep on going into whatever hell is going to happen, let me know. Okay, anyway, so the last thing I would say, yeah, let's make all you fun people mod. Bob, you're just going to kick everyone anyway. Um, <laughs> True. All right, so, Albie, got to give Albie a green bean. All right, so my last point is, you know, whatever we say um, about, you know, abortion is this or it's not crushing us goals, like, you can see in educational videos, like how they're teaching this, how they're showing, like, look what a peaceful process this is, like to the medical personnel carrying this out. It is in no way stillborn. Like, you know, th like the video, like training 
uh, videos you see that people have uncovered. Uh, surprisingly, I think it was a Planned Parenthood one. Um, it's just how it happens. But you see the little baby. It's clearly not. Anyway, it's like they're like, here's a heartbeat. Here's this. Here's what's going to happen. It shows these like stirrups and things going in, like chopping off its arm. They're like, oh, and if it's too big yet to get removed. So you can say like you never say never. Right. So sure. Some of it's stillborn, but you can't say it's only stillborn because it absolutely is not. We see them chopping up living perfectly fine would-be human people at whatever stage, um, chopping off their arms, chopping up, crushing their head, chopping up their little toes or feet, whatever, to pull it out easier for the mom. Um, you just you just can't dispute. I mean, I guess you could say you dispute that, but the evidence is against you. Um, and then the last thing I really would say is if that was where it was going, at what stage does it become life or whatever? Even if we just say it's a zygote, leave that thing alone. Just if you say it's not a person, it's a fetus, it's an embryo, it's a blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. If you just leave everything alone, Nature will take its course, and eventually, at some point, it will turn into what everyone could say, oh, well, I guess at this point it's a person. So if that takes up until four years old, because remember that, like a couple years ago, people were supporting the idea for like um, abortion, quote, abortion, up to four years of age. I'm like, that is insane. And that died down because so much other madness uh, caught our attention. But people were promoting abortion up to four years. So I'm like, look, even if you have to wait until age five, if you just let the little baby zygote do its thing, be like, okay, well, it's 87 years old. I guess it's finally a real person. That's the point. So hashtag save the zygotes. All right, guys, take it away, and good luck to all of you who remain. Okay.